this is a hose head production. Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark darts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. It is five o'clock somewhere. What is going on, everybody out there? Are you smoking a fucking what is that? Praise Satan in all his glory. It's my Jade Chillum on my Aunt Zelda uh, joint holder. That's fucking cool. I need one of those. Um, it looks like a crack pipe for everybody that doesn't know. It definitely does look like a crack pipe. But it's not until like a I hold it up stick. to the the thing, and you can see that it's made of jade, and it looks like a chillum, or it's just a one hitter. I like the idea of the one hitters. You always hit them, and I kind of like, and it looks kind of fancy because he's Anton's got it for all the audio listeners, like on a a ring, and it's. For, for our audio listeners that have seen the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the cigarette holder that Aunt Zelda has with the two little hands on it. That's sick. Where'd you get that from? I bought it on Amazon after watching Sabrina because I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Um, you know, if you're, if you're new to this, I am Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. This is exciting. And obviously, who do I have with me? One of my co-hosts of the strange journey that we take down these roads of podcast episodes. Oh, I made a rhyme. Didn't even mean to. Anton. What's up, everybody? It's Reverend Kaiju feeling half awake on this cold, fucking snowy fucking. Let's get into some alien, shall we? Yeah. Anton got fucking plummeted by snow. Plummeted. Is that the word? Plummeted. I got plummeted. Is that the word? <laughs> is that the word we're going with? You got rammed I by got snow. Pummeled. pummeled. I got pummeled by snow. I got another one of my howl to the moon. I fucking it's tasty. Mm. And Aaron was like, did that? Does that say uh, milkshake? And I was like, yeah, it's a it's an IPA milkshake. It's a blood orange IPA milkshake. Milkshake. Does IPA. it bring all the boys to the yard? Sometimes. Sometimes it does. Are they like it's better than yours? Not really, but sometimes. Mm. Sometimes. Mm. So then if you teach me, you won't charge because it's only sometimes. I might have to charge a little bit, though. It, it is a <sighs> it is an expensive beer. It was for a six pack. I think it was like 28 bucks or some shit. <laughs> But it's 6%, and it is 11 o'clock when we're recording, so let's have some fun. And it's a Sunday. So that's, a, that's a reason to embrace alcoholism. Yeah, it's Sunday. You can drink whenever. It doesn't matter. Yep. And we're getting back into aliens, which we haven't really touched upon in a while. So I'm glad to be diving back into the world of ufology, alien creatures, and abductions, because it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Aliens are always a good topic. 
Yeah. And the thing is, this is a crazy case. And uh, I feel like I kind of have heard about it. It's it's a uh, one of the more well documented case, um, but it's crazy. This is a uh, this is nuts. It's also obviously known as the and um, the Andreasen affair, um, but it's it's the alien abduction of B- Betty Anderson uh, Lucan and uh, Luca. And the crazy thing is, she died this year. Yeah, March. Right. Yeah, she died this year. So. Um, which I didn't know when I was uh, doing research into this, then I obviously realized, because I wrote this out a couple weeks ago, and I was like, we got to get back into aliens, okay? It's been a while. We have to dive back in to the land of the realms beyond what we know, and this one's crazy. This one is crazy. This one is a bit of a... Uh, th- this one has a couple points that, uh, for any of our listeners that have seen the film The Fourth Kind with Mia Jovovich... Uh, there's a couple things that are kind of similar. Um, that mainly movie is the, uh, it is, it really is. Uh, and then you look into it and you realize that it's not a true story. Yeah, and it, it kind of makes it, shitty, but it's but. kind of drip fed into things that they they've encountered in, in the study of ufology and, and aliens it's, and stuff like that. It's very clearly taken from sources that yeah. are real air quote real, um, in the UFO community. And, they just took artistic license with it and, and did their own creative spin, if you will. Just like, uh, Aaron, when we talked, um, prior to a recording, he didn't really remember watching dark skies. And I was like, you need to watch that movie. Cause it's crazy. I've seen that one. If you, you haven't just seen watched that the one, first time last night, it's great, man. It's scary. scary. Um, alien abduction style movie. And uh, I'm going to get a lot of shit from my my fans about this, but uh, Suspiria. I just watched the original Suspiria for the first I've time. I've never last seen night. that either. And I kept looking at it. And I was it's like, a masterpiece. Is it's it an good? absolute masterpiece. Yes. That's so funny because um, I just, I feel like I just asked you guys. I was like, should I watch this? And I like, I, th- I feel like I asked in our chat. <laughs> The 2018 one's different. Um, yeah. I've already had that spoiled, but I'm still anxious, like looking forward to watching it. I just I, I moved my VCR into my room uh, last night because we were snowed in. And I had nothing else to do, yeah. and I, I had that uh, that copy of Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, the Jeffrey Combs playing H.P. Lovecraft film, which uh, episode on that coming out soon on House of Trash. Is that any? Um, is that any good? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's so a bunch of the segments are directed by Brian Usna, who also did Society. So all the creature work oh, is gooey and drippy. And yeah, it's it's that, it's that level. Up. It's that level of effects work, and I loved it. The storyline is whatever, but that's not why I watched it. If I want a, a Lovecraft storyline, I'll watch Del Toro. That might come out for like a um, maybe a watch along or a commentary because this is, the movie Society is fucking horrifying. To oh, me. Society! You mean yeah, yeah. Society's oh, great. It's so crazy. So it's I. We haven't touched more aliens, obviously, and I'm so happy to get back into talking about aliens and, and UFOs because there's a lot of stuff coming like, and the fact that we have like talks about doing big conspiracy episodes Aaron right now is working on uh, some Scientology research. So get ready for that. He's reading tons of books right now and is diving deep into that. And I was like, if you want to take the reins on that one, yeah, go ahead, man. You do we're all the that, research. We're more likely to get murdered for that episode than we are for cracking wise at uh, our, our more recent one. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's very true. That should be out. They will be out a week before this, uh, and you'll know yeah. what we're talking about when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, you will. But uh, let's get into it and let's uh, just play a little clip, kind of, to bring us in to uh, this specific alien abduction case. In your personal recollection, did indeed. Uh, what Betty Andreessen described 
during that hypnotic session actually occur to her? I believe that probably most of it did. We can't prove that. And why I say that is, uh, well, first of all, we know they believe it happened. They relived it as a real experience. Uh, Becky, her daughter, relived it from her own vantage point. Uh, three uh, persons consciously remember the uh, initial part of the experience, the father and the daughter and, uh, and Betty. Uh, I think it's interesting that you can go back to January 25th, 1967 and check things like the weather, the power failure, how much snow was on the ground, what was on TV and things like that. We were able to do all kinds of checks like that, which indicated that they really were describing January 25th, 1967. What interests me the most is, though, that we have about 200 cases on file very similar to the Andreessen affair. And there are subtle similarities which exist between these cases, which we feel no way some of these witnesses could have... Uh, could have faked it. I don't know why I cut off like that, but, um, and that is, we'll get into him, but he's, uh, uh, one of the ufologists, uh, and they try, and this case is crazy because they really did try to disprove it. They use lie detectors. They trace back to the time, uh, when they said this event happened. It's kind of crazy because they really try to disprove it, but that everything they were saying, at least with the, when these people experience this stuff and they regress it using hypnotherapy, they really do believe it. As you guys remember from our Betty and Barney Hill episode, uh, one of the most failing, famous alien abductions of all time. It, they believed it. If you hear Barney Hill's audio recording, he's terrified. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's that one's pretty decent and pretty deep as well. As far as uh, the the dedication that the people had to their stories. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And so one of the most documented and believable cases in ufology is the experience of one woman's abduction aboard a UFO. Her name is Betty Andreasen Luca, who was a devout Christian. During her abduction, she was taken aboard, um, taken before a being of intense light and love called The One. And it does kind of harken back to the the book that I read called The Law of One, because all this stuff seems to tie in uh together all this these ufo and cases and stuff like that because we got Tom, the, what's the what's the best headspace to be in when you're reading the book of one is it gonna make a joke are we making a joke now what what should you what should somebody do to prime their mind to oh eat some mushrooms <laughs> is that where you're going with this? It's yeah, an interesting. I listened to the audiobook and man, I still have volume two to go through. But that stuff's fascinating. I've said that about that book before, but fascinating. Who knows if it holds any validity? But it's the idea that they were channeling the entity Ra from Egyptian times, and he explains everything that is existing in our reality and why it exists. And it's it's quite crazy, just like this story. And so and this story harkens back some of the paintings that I've been looking at, uh, kind of harken back to Akon as well. Oh like yeah. That one especially is giving me big Akon vibes. Um, and we're going to obviously for the audio listeners, you can look this up, but she did do, she was also an artist and, um, she, all, she kind of like, as she was growing up, cause she was like a little girl when this kind of happened. And, um, so she actually was able when they were doing uh, the hypnotherapy and the the regression, she was able to then recall her memories and actually draw them out. And uh, it's it's pretty crazy because if you have someone that can actually interpret um, the thoughts that they've had or the experiences in their memories in their mind and able to draw it, it I feel like it makes a big difference. 
Yeah, she's actually a very talented uh, artist. Um, if for for all of our listeners, just do a quick search for um, Betty Andreessen paintings, and there's yeah. a a sub a sub tumbler called the God Spot, aka the G Spot. Uh, <laughs> that you'll like be that. able to you'll be able to click. That's what it's listed as. Pretty funny. Uh, you'll be able to click on it, uh, and it has all of her paintings. So like the one of the the hybrid baby in the jar that for some reason also has a face mask on. Um, oh, that's strange. Yeah, I'm assuming it's some sort of breathing tube for it to be in the liquid thing that it's in, um, and then all the light and beams bouncing around and what have you. There's a there's it's, crazy cases um, of people that really exp- uh, believe this. There's uh, I've mentioned before on the podcast. There's a video of watching in this woman uh, during like a UFO kind of conference, and she claims that she's a hybrid of a gray alien and a human, and she does look very strange looking. Like obviously, like um. I don't want to be rude or anything like that, but she looks like she could possibly be a hybrid. Yeah. Like there's uh her facial features are quite uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, and I can't remember her name, but she essentially like, she believes that she's like, I've seen some of her other stuff and she breaks down and cries talking about this stuff and saying, and her mother was a heroin addict who never took care of her. So she describes that they would take people that would be less likely believed. And they brought her mother aboard the ship and end up, it was a frightening experience. And the crazy thing is what this woman claims, not Betty Andreessen, but this is another separate case is that she remembers being in like the tube, the test tube, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and like opening her eyes and seeing her mother freaking out. And, uh, when the aliens eventually gave the baby back to the mother, uh, the mother rejected her, didn't want anything to do with her, but, Hmm. I don't know if you can blame it because they want when they supposedly me and Billy talked about this on the alien hybrid because all these things kind of um, they the the they all kind of it's all a big spider web and they all kind of connect in in a in a weird way so this idea right that like the the hybrid races of of beings they would <laughs> at least when the aliens create them they would need to give them some sort of motherly love because this human side of it needs that. You need to produce the milk and the antibodies and all that stuff. So, and I think that what I've read, especially when it comes to alien hybrid babies and alien babies and all that shit that are connected with at least our human DNA and um, genetics, that you need that love and unconditional like motherly love to survive. Yeah, it releases certain hormones in your yeah. body, and you know it, it, it's a crucial part of the development of a child. Absolutely, hundred percent. So this is a, a crazy case. So let's get fucking right into it. This description of these beings is remarkably similar to the descriptions of the so-called being of light encounter in near-death experiences. Her first abduction occurred during her childhood, and it kind of accumulated with an abduction experience that involved her whole family which is crazy, led by a number of teams of highly, um, God, sorry, led by a team of highly credentialed investigators. That's a weird word. Credentialed? Credentialed. Yeah, investigators. Yeah, it it means that they have, uh, A lot of credentials. (laughs) That's a weird word. Credentials? I have a a lot of credentials in, um, in, Nothing particularly fun. Um, so her experience is one of the most uh, thoroughly investigated cases ever reported in the annals of hypnotherapy. Annals. Jesus Christ. Annals, annals. Um, annals. On the, ev- uh, on the evening of January 25th, 1967, Betty Andreessen was in her kitchen at South Ashburn Ham. That's a nice name. In Massachusetts. 
Massachusetts. I know, guys. I know you hate the way I said Massachusetts. Now you got me doing it. <laughs> Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Ma- Massachusetts. Her seven. Yeah, <sighs> like everyone in Massachusetts is gonna be like, "Fuck." You. I'm sorry for our Massachusetts <laughs> listeners. I love I loved your your wonderful state when I visited. So thank you. Her seven children, mother and father, were in the living room. And about six thirty-five p.m., the house lights suddenly blinked out for a moment. Then a pulsing reddish orange light shined in the kitchen window. Betty calmed the frightened children while her father rushed to look out the kitchen window. He saw a group of strange-looking creatures approaching the house, and they were kind of, like, floating and hopping. It was a weird, like, floating-hopping thing. And I was like, Gravitational difference, baby? What? Gravitational difference. Yeah, it was weird. Like, they they said that they were kind of, like, they're hopping, but they're also floating. Which, imagine, like, you see some, like, sort of light outside your fucking window, and then you, (laughs) you see these, like, creatures, like... Like you, well, you wouldn't think of anything at first, right? You would think, oh, maybe it's an electrical disturbance, maybe like a power line blew. Because that happened at my work the other day, where I was in my car and I heard like a gunshot go off. Oh yeah, when those things blow, they're fucking loud. It's fucking crazy, and it was like, fr- and I saw like um, behind me, like almost like this greenish hue of light and stuff like that. Because the way it's like blew up, I don't know how those the. the and the electric transmitters that they have for like power lines and stuff like that. Transformers. It's transformers. I don't know why I said, transmitters. Transformers. Uh, thank you, Anton. But uh, it's it that shit was fucking loud. It looked weird. So you would think at first, like rashly, ah, uh, it's like nothing that bad. Like everyone just get down. Maybe it's the Russians. Who knows? Well, I mean, if you think about like the spacewalk footage of you know like like Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong and everybody walking on the moon, that's a that's a float hop. It's a float hop. If you ever did see one, if that's real. We're not saying that I'm not I'm not yeah, sitting here pretending to, to take a stance on that one way or another. I, I definitely think that we have been to the moon. Do I think that we went when we said we did? <clears throat> I all I know is that a lot of the stuff can be recreated in a, in a studio. And Stanley Kubrick, um, according to a lot I don't of think said- I buy the Stanley Kubrick fucking angle. I think that's just bullshit made up to further his legacy as a good director rather than furthering his legacy as a complete piece of shit human being. Why is he a piece of shit? I like Stanley What do you Kubrick. mean, why is he a piece of shit? Stanley Kubrick was a fucking asshole to everyone that he worked with. That's okay. If you're a genius, you can be an asshole. No, People look at Kanye no, West. No, it's not. No, fuck you, Kanye. <laughs> fuck you, Elon Musk. Fuck all of you billionaires. I don't, I'm not, I don't like With Elon Musk, stupid, but Kanye's been saying some real shit. No, fuck, no, he is not. <laughs> Kanye's been saying some real dumb shit. Uh, I like it. It's fun. Anyways, I'm sure you do. <laughs> it's I, a fun I, time. I you live I on a fun planet, from... man. Oh, I understand God. why aliens do not want to come here and visit our dumb asses. Can you please just obliterate us already? Like, <laughs> for real. I'm looking into the camera and I'm begging you, wipe the planet out, please. For Let the me go on to another galaxy, life. Yeah. Wipe the planet out. Because it's only going to get worse from here. Five small humanoid creatures entered the house, passing right through the wooden door. Betty's family was immediately placed in suspended animation. And this is the one of the crazier... Um, I'm immediately calling bullshit on the story. You know what? Because I watched a great documentary by the great documentary filmmaker, M night Shyamalan, ding dong, and this film called signs. And you know what the biggest takeaway I had from that film is can't open doors. Oh yeah. I know. I watched I that. I refuse to yeah. believe that these aliens opened that door. No, they walk through it. 
They passed yeah, right no, through exactly. the wooden they door. They won't pass through it because they don't know how to get through a door. Shamalama yeah. Ding Dong would not lie to me. I don't know why that he put that in that film. I like Signs. We watched it outside by the fire um, over the summer, and it's good. It like, but there's obviously issues. Like this idea there, that they're intelligent beings, but they can't walk through fucking doors is so. Is dumb. there ever any concrete evidence that they are alien? Yeah. Or is that what we have interpreted them as? What if they're subterranean reptile people? That's a good that possibility. Are to water. Yeah, I know. Because I, don't, I refuse to believe that a species can master intergalactic travel and <laughs> struggle with a pantry door. Yeah, I know. So true. So true. They, they, I'm, I'm giving him more credit than he's due because The Village was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. I watched that on three grams of mushrooms and that was fucking- Was it still terrible or did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it to an extent, but there's some like very dry, weird parts of the film and like- he's a weird dude and has a weird, we watched, um, he did a show recently. Uh, it won't come to me, but it's about like this. It's a really weird show about it, but it has like Harry Potter, uh, Ron Weasley from Harry Potter in it. And it's the, this woman ends up like essentially killing her baby and then it gets replaced, but she carries on this fake baby and then her babysitter turns the baby real. It's a fucking such a weird show, but it's actually kind of good. Cause it's, it's, that sounds interesting. It's in a, like, seems like a, uh, there's a lot of occulty stuff, occulty stuff that gets like Ron Weasley or uh, Rupert Grint. Sorry. I keep calling him Ron Weasley. <laughs> uh, Rupert Grint has been doing a lot of good stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in, um, it wasn't Pickman's model. It was dreams in the witch house on uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which was pretty damn oh, good. Oh, we're on that episode. We haven't watched that one yet. Did you already watch Pickman's Model? With yeah. Crispin Glover? Oh, that one was fucking crazy. So good. Crispin so Glover good. is creepy as fuck, man. <laughs> wait till you get... Crispin Glover is a phenomenal actor, and I, I adore agree. him dearly. Uh, wait till you get to the viewing. I think it's the one right after the one that you're on. That's okay. the one with um, Eric Andre and... Um, Eric Andre? Why am I that? forgetting... Why am I forgetting RoboCop's name? Peter. I, I, I haven't seen oh. RoboCop since I was like 10. I fucking, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blanking on your name. I know it. It's in the far back of my mind, but I just, you think he's listening to this and going to be like punching his radio. I hope so. I really hope <laughs> so. This guy doesn't know my fucking name. Um, the, um I think that, uh, okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that, that episode is directed, um, by the director of Mandy and it's stylistically I, very, very similar. No one's going to like my opinion, but I didn't really like Randy. Yeah, watch it again on Mushrooms, Dingus. Oh, it feels like it would be even scarier. It's an acid movie. Watch it on Mushrooms. It's uh, fine. That's not a bad idea. Dude, that uh, movie is amazing. All right. like, I, I, yeah. I left the theater and I was like, meh. Yeah. That was okay. And then I watched it again and was like, oh, oh no, that was fucking brilliant. Like I, I said, it. Chelsea, Nicolas Cage doesn't like and now I like, and now she's like Brandon Frazier and Brandon Frazier got a standing ovation I, for whale. So I still Peter Weller, his name is Peter Weller. And I completely yeah. forgot that. All right. I, Chelsea, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Brendan Fraser is wonderful. Oh, I actually like Brandon Frazier. Um, all right. Frazier. Is this a house of trash or should we get back to, um, aliens? Hey, check out House of Trash People. Remember to go uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. One thing that I said was like so crazy about this case is the idea that they get stuck in suspended animation. And that was the coolest that's part, crazy. I would say. Because I've never, I've heard of them like kind of doing that. That's what it reminds me of like um, Dark Skies, which me and uh, Aaron are going to like, and if you want to join, we'll all do like a, uh, not a commentary, but like a big review and discuss the film as a whole because that m- movie 
this idea there's like the the woman comes in uh, i think the mother and everything is just like frozen and suspended animation like all her all everything in her kitchen and then she's like kind of like what the fuck and then it all comes crashing down and they don't know what the fuck's going on so imagine like you 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 see these lights these creatures kind of pull up and then you're frozen in suspended animation and i wonder if you can see though can you like if you're frozen like that, is it like you're stuck in a block of ice where you in like, but you're, I don't know. I guess you would be dead if that happened, but. Um, I, I would say that if they had found a way to master cryogenics and I would hope that they would have, if they'd have mastered travel or stasis of any sort, yeah. just something to temporarily put somebody into suspended animation. I would assume there's some way to do it. Right. Yeah. One creature went over to her father. The leader and the other four established uh, telepathic communication with Betty. What do you think they said? We are here to uh, do some routine tests on you and <laughs> give you your meningitis shot. We are responsible for your planet. You are our dogs. And that, we love you very much. You're a good puppy. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been it's like, because we don't know anything about aliens or really we don't. We're just like taking I from the people's experiences. Park, I think South Park told us all we need to know. I think what? we're an intergalactic reality show. Yeah, that could be. The leader was about five feet tall. The others were about four feet tall. All had large pear-shaped heads, wide cat-like wraparound eyes, and literally like no nose or ears. It was like either like they're kind of like slits essentially in the side of their heads or in their face, like the normal grays that you would see. Yeah, yeah, your, your usual typical description of grays. Their mouths were immobile slits that reminded Betty of scar lines, which is crazy. Cause well, the that grays goes into the whole men. grays being like, and I got one hanging on my, uh, my sweet little gray. Yeah. I got my gray mask right here for everybody watching. Uh, but th- that's similar to the whole grays are androids thing where if you think about it, you just cover it in a flesh type thing to make it look remotely human yeah. to be like, you know, kind of the, the intermediary between whatever entity and uh, or there's, you know, the humans to not scare yeah. them. And then they're like, well, we're not going to waste the time to paint a face on. So we'll just no. slit it to make it look like a mouth or they're synthetic um, aliens, so to speak. Uh, they have like, what do I mean when I say androids? Yeah, they're, they're like robots. real, There's they're like hybrids. real, but that's the idea, right? Is that they're made in like a, a lab essentially. And mm-hmm. then they're not they're born grown. from a womb and that they're like a hive mind that all the grays supposedly can like, and there's, there's so many ideas about grays in general, which mm-hmm. we can always go back and do a big talk like we did on like kind of the Dahmer episode is like do a good three, four hours and just discuss grays and reptilians as a whole. And this idea of what these creatures actually are, because then there's the idea that they're, um, they could be an evolved race that stayed underground and they're future humans. Gray. There's like all, there's all these different ideas of how the grays Work so they could be time traveling could. future humans as well, yeah. and like that's what humans turn into after you know just just constantly breeding until uh, there's there's nothing necessarily like to to our eye at least it would just be you know like like how humans change in appearance over generations. Yeah, my what my theory is is that they're probably um, some sort of robots to an extent, like an android created by the reptilians to be used as an interface with our reality. But then you have the idea of the tall whites, which is another discussion because they're like more intelligent and the Archinians and all these fucking aliens. And Mm -hmm. there's so many, you'd be surprised. 
Um, so each wore coverall blue uniforms adorned with a Sam Brown type belt. I don't know what that is, but a Sam Brown type belt. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, and I didn't uh, I didn't take the time to look it up. So let me do that right now. A Sam, like oh, I oh, it's like a sash belt. Oh, uh, uh, like okay. it's like kind of like a, a, a for anyone that can't see what we're doing on the audio or the video, it's like a belt that goes across your chest and then around your waist. Um, I'm assuming Looks like a crossing guard. But yeah, belt. like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like fucking cr- crossing into a new universe to probe your butt. Um, <laughs> so an insignia of a bird uh, was actually on the sleeve like the images that she was kind of drawing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, their hands had three digits later on the craft. They were gloved. So that when they got back on the spaceship, they're like, we have to put on our gloves. Okay. Can't touch this disgusting human. <laughs> they wore boot like attire on their feet and they floated rather than walking, which mm-hmm. sounds like fun. I would rather float than walk. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like we'd probably end up all uh, turning into like the the humans from Wally, where we just got so fucking oh, yeah. fat because we didn't do anything ever again. Like if we could, if we evolved to a point where it's like, okay, you're floating, but all of your nutrients are in capsule form, yeah. so you don't have to eat anymore. This shit is like kind of scary, but at the same time, like I want it to happen to me, uh, because even uh, like uh, I don't know if I really want it, but I kind of do. I don't want to be pro, but I want to be an alien. I just don't want the frightening, scary experience that Barney and Betty Hill had because that sounds fucking scary as shit. To um, get up there and the aliens are like, "We're gonna probe you," and I'm already flipped over and ready to go. <laughs> ready and they're to like, go, no, like, send this one, send doggy. this one back. They're too thirsty. No, you're like, yeah, you're like Sid from uh, Toy Story, how he sleeps with his fucking ass in the air. <laughs> God damn it. That, yes, that was the joke, but you didn't have to go vivid with it. Um, her paintings are strange. We're showing one where it's like very tall, uh, white albino people. And then it's like her and these little grays and this kind of like gray that's almost her size. And then, and then there's gray babies. There's like little tiny, weird little fucking gray men in different colors. It's like for all the auto listeners look up her, her paintings. Cause it's fucking kind of crazy. And if she believes she saw this shit, man, all the power true. Because when we'll get into it, when they started the hypnosis and the, the regression therapy, right? When it started yeah. coming to her mind and she was, cause they did all these different sessions. She thought that she was insane, like in, in her own mind, because now these memories are coming back and she's like, this is impossible. How could this be real? And she starts slowly, like she starts to realize that it's, it's probably real. But at the beginning, when she starts seeing he, like having these memories brought to the forefront of her brain, it's crazy. Cause she starts thinking, she's like, am I insane? Like, how am I thinking? Or how do I have these memories? I believe that she believes that it's real. Um, and I definitely, so there's a reason why recovered memories are not allowed in courtrooms is because they're a very implausible and B it's been shown that the P the population of the, the, the percentage of the population that is extremely susceptible to hypnotic regression is also very susceptible to having memories implanted during. I know I've heard that too. Um, eventually like we'll get into, but, um, Sir Han, Sir Han, was super easily <laughs> able to hypnotize, and that's yeah, the guy that shot RFK. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy. Case. I don't know, man. The, the MK Ultra shit is disturbingly plausible with the sheer number of like just look at the, the sheer number of psychoactive medications we have right now. And I'm not saying crazy. that it's a it's it's a it's a 
it's a fits all type scenario where it definitely won't work on the masses, no. not on that level, but for certain individuals who are already unstable or are found at key opponent or key levels of life <laughs> points, key points of life. Yeah, I got. Yeah. Uh, it is. Early. I think they could, they could very well be hypnotized to carry out something with minimal memory oh, and for the, sure. the proper drug regimen. I, I, I do think that that's our possible. brains are crazy. It is true. Think of how many times you've gotten blackout drunk and you don't remember shit. Uh, plenty of times. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it'd be that fucking hard. No, but that's why I like mushrooms. Cause I never forget those trips. They're always what are you talking about. If you go on a hard enough trip, you're going to, that shit will fade quickly. Really? I remember everything from all my, my trippy trips. I need to die. Look at the boy with a golden trip. fucking brain. Yeah. Until I break, I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid sometimes I'm like, and hey, this is going to kill me one day. My brain's just going to fucking collapse and give up. That is the, that is the fear of psychedelics, right? Is that one day you're just stuck like that? Yeah. Uh, I had a buddy at work say that he was like, I'm always afraid I'm going to be stuck like that forever. And I'm like, yeah, you know, how frightening that'd be like, no, thank you. Well, there's always a point in an acid trip where you're like, okay, I'm done with this. It's going to end now whenever it's like, it's been going for a while now. And then you have that lingering thought, even for a moment, it's just like, am I just going to be like this now? Like, cause I'm I sure, I'm really sure Betty that. thought that too. She's like, at first, this seems kind of fun. I'm like a uh, little girl and there's some fun beings coming to help me out. And that's just like, no, this can end anytime <laughs> soon. Um, so Betty initial fright was immediately calmed by an overpowering sense of friendship. We want to be your friends. When oh, she di- friendly, how lovely! <laughs> when she displayed concern for her family's welfare, the creatures temporar- temporarily released her eleven-year-old daughter Becky from this strange state of uh, unawareness to assure Betty uh, that she was all right. So this is crazy. It's the entire family then. Hey, Betty, settle down, bitch. You're all right. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I thought that, and I, I think it's her daughter, yeah, that was 11 or 12 at the time. And her husband. Like, everybody was in that stasis field together. But her father was there, too, which is, like, the whole family. Yeah. Did they live together? Like, was it was it an old-school family structure I was where trying, like, everybody yeah. lived together? I looked pretty deep into this case, and they're like, YouTube has changed a lot, obviously, and there's not a lot of stuff on this case or videos of it. You smoking up a fucking other hit? No, I'm I'm blowing it out so I can I can pack up another one for a little bit. <laughs> it's an so, alien episode. I'm getting stout. Yeah, so I true. almost I almost took mushrooms. If I was in a better headspace and the snow hadn't got me all fucking bleh, I almost pulled a tom and took a P five. Uh, I took a P four before this. Of course you did. I took else? some. Okay, so so not to get too off topic. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to go see uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor, uh, what did you see? Godspeed You Black Emperor. That it's like a, a, uh, a post rock pretentious band sounds um they're 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 great i just i don't get it half the time the visuals and then the multimedia thing was cool but not not my exact you know cup of cup of tea but it was yeah, a fun I, show. I don't know but who I, that is i took uh three took three of the capsules and yep had a fun time pretty good pretty good yeah, it's it. I, we went to a Bond party. That's where I get off topic. And I dressed up like a Bond villain. And one of the dudes that Chelsea works with, he was like, um, I was like, yeah, we we're smoking weed. I was like, yeah, I microdose before this. And he's like, I don't mess with the microdoses. He's like, I chewed a bunch. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm not the only one. I was like, a P8 isn't really a microdose. But, and then this kid was, you could tell his prize pupils, he was zonked. Like, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, maybe doing mushrooms at a Christmas work party is not the greatest idea. And I was like, yeah, that's probably a fucking bad idea. Especially if you did like two or three or four 
four grams. It's like, yeah, not I don't. A good I, idea. I wouldn't want to be on a full eighth and having to deal with work people. Oh, so crazy. My good for you though. Fucking, he's like, if I just leave all of a sudden, you'll know why. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, how, how are you doing, man? You guys ever stop to think that maybe if we just stopped thinking about ourselves as beings, we would cease to exist? All right, Phil, I'm going to go over here and yeah, it's just some, like, what? get myself another drink. You enjoy your night, buddy. I'm going to go. <laughs> so think about it, dude. Yeah, I, will, I, will, I will. As the creatures released like her sister um, from this strange state of unawareness to assure Betty that she was all right. Then Betty was taken outside and brought aboard a small craft resting on the side of a hill that sloped into the backyard. The small machine was about 20 feet in diameter. It looked like two saucers, one inverted on top of the other, as we have the little picture up top. It had a small structure on the top. The small craft accelerated and apparently merged with a larger parent craft in which Betty was subjected to the effects of, a, of strange equipment and a physical examination. It's always like, because they claim, and who knows if these beings, everyone thinks that these beings are are positive creatures in in some cases and i don't think how do you know that i think a lot of people don't think that i think a lot of people succumb to that very human paranoia where it's like no if they're here they're probably evil and that's probably the thing that one of the things that gets it all fucked up is that maybe a good portion of them are benevolent maybe that's the reason why there have been certain small things that have prevented us from blowing ourselves that's what i always say the missile silos being shut down and stuff like that and it's happened numerous fucking times that one rush and not to take anything away from that fucking hero who decided to not launch the nukes when there was that training exercise that where that training exercise that the blip that went wrong in russia um what blip? What are you that, talking about the missile that Ukraine fired at Poland and then blamed no, Russia for it? Way, 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 way longer than that. And, uh, <laughs> I, I think it might be a little more plausible that Russia just launched a missile. No, I. Uh, it was they. It was Ukraine, and he, I, my buddy, my boss is Polish, and he was like, "I think they did that shit on purpose." I was of like, "Of course he did." Anyways, <laughs> um, I, I've been I've been watching a little bit of footage here and there from actual like people on the ground in Ukraine, and uh, one of the funniest videos that I watched was a bunch of Russian soldiers getting hit by friendly fire because they. Uh, grenaded a boat and we're trying to get out of an area and they got all fucked up right man i don't watch any of that shit oh no i know it's all set up for fucking they didn't die they just their their boat the one guy got hit and uh it didn't show it he's just like oh i got fucking shot and uh then you just hear pink 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 on the boat and they're just driving off and it's the only russian name i can think of is vladimir vladimir you fucking shot me man they're all like well it's all it's all translated but they're all like so obviously we can't be so deep man (laughs) but they're all like fucking 16 17 year old dumb fucking kids fucking crazy the state of the world is a a crazy place and that's why we talk about fun things like alien abductions because you know what i think there is a bunch of us that would love to be taken aboard a spacecraft and forget about this shitty planet that we live on (laughs) what was the topic we were on though before you got into ukraine and poland um, I had a point that I was trying to make. Uh, where are you though? Oh, the examinations, this idea that they're in, and obviously, um, how do you know if they're good or not? Because you don't really know. Like if they're ex- like, they're, I feel like they put you in one of those rooms probably that they show in like every alien movie and you get like sprayed down. So your bacteria and your, um, I feel like they would have to do that if they were an advanced race and they were trying to examine us, they would have to clean the subject of, um, that they're going Only to- if the greys are biological 
tissue. So if the grays aren't biological, then you would think theoretically germs would have no effect oh, yeah, I guess on anything sense. whatsoever. So you wouldn't have to do the whole like sanitize, like delousing type thing. Yeah. But I was thinking like if they're, you know, if they're coming down and visiting constantly, cause there's the argument, it's like, well, if they're, you know, the superior group of beings that have created humanity, essentially, why would they need to keep studying us? And it's like, maybe to just the same reason that you would have a farmer that periodically checks on its livestock. And it's yeah. like, oh, this is five generations down the line from the original cow. Let's call the vet and see how this one's doing. You know, like you're yeah. not necessarily doing genetic experiments on it, but if you had the technology, you probably would. We think that they see. would get smarter, but they keep getting dumber. They have all this technology, but they don't seem to care about each other. <laughs> very true um so and she's like so obviously she's talking about a small craft that's like in most cases flew up to a big mothership is is what uh essentially she's describing and then obviously like that's the whole idea that they they're calming her and telling her it's going to be okay and then they like they do a strange uh examination a physical examination with the strange equipment she claimed then she was taken to an alien place and given a bizarre object lesson that caused her to undergo a painful yet aesthetic religious-like experience. Well, to connect it back to the religious, I know as though it's old hat at this point with, you know, ancient aliens and everything and Graham Hancock, but uh, the no, it's okay, be calm is very, very reminiscent of the be not afraid from biblical texts when angels would visit people. And I know that, yeah. I, you know, that correlation has been made a million and a half million times, times over, but it really does like yeah. it adds to the whole air of this. That's like, she was a devoutly religious person. So of course it's going to be interpreted in, in that regard. I worked, uh, I work with a dude that is, is super Christian. He always says that, you know, he believes because we talk about all sorts of conspiracy and weird stuff like that. And he believes like, they're like demons. And I'm like, in my opinion, I'd be like, you only like, I believe that you only have the reference of demons through books like the Bible and all this stuff. So they're probably more likely demons are more likely aliens than they would be demons because we're getting the, the idea of alien, you know, uh, beings and, um, creatures and entities from another existing reality. It's, it would, it's not like a demon. Like, is that we're only getting that reference from ancient texts, but if these beings have existed before we even had any fucking scripture, then they're most, the demons are most likely aliens. It's not the other way around, which a lot of religious people point at when I've posted stuff on TikTok about aliens, a lot of Christians come in and they're like, it's demons. And it's like, is it though? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And my, uh, my dad's one pastor was very much a person of that same mindset. That's like, no, it's, 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 it's that old, you know, like, Oh no, anything that's not, that doesn't conform to our level of belief is clearly there to draw attention away from God, which is, you know, just that old, that old religious loophole where it's like, this doesn't fit to our structure. So it must be demons or heresy or this or that. And it's like, or, and which is a lot more likely you're just fucking wrong because a book written by a bunch of shepherds and fucking people wandering around a couple thousand years ago doesn't mesh with modern knowledge and sensibility. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) Who'd have thought that shit later that night at 10 40 PM, Betty was returned home by two of her alien captors at home. She found her family still in a state of suspended animation, which is crazy. Like that's why I was wondering if it's like you're frozen and they can like turn, like look around or is it like every, Everything is stopped. Time is stopped because time doesn't exist. A clock does, as uh, my buddy David Eck would say. And uh, so this idea that you could just like they could just put people and just stop 
maybe like a dome, almost like a, you put like a dome over somebody, but it freezes everything in like, because the reality is not as real as They would be unconscious during that time that they wouldn't be aware because that would probably scar them emotionally. Yeah, so they don't want to do that. They want you to forget about all your problems with aliens. (laughs) One of the being had stayed behind to watch over them during her absence. So he's like, Hello, I have been here for a while. He's like drinking a coffee and shit and like looking at the time be like, my shift was supposed to end 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Can we get on with this? Yes. Jesus Christ. I'm meeting Zaphod for pangalactic garble blasters. And- <laughs> <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Cause you just have to stay there. He's like sitting on the couch, play with a fucking iPad or something like that. But like, yeah, he's just, he's just scrolling space Twitter. Yeah. Uh, then the beings. Can you believe that Elon Glorf is going to have said the word? <laughs> <laughs> then the beings Uncool, put dude. the family still under some type of mind control to bed and then the aliens left they like to me and what I, I think they like kind like they still in kind of this weird like days kind of just like walk towards their bed and then got in the bed like nothing has happened here <laughs> think about it it's that that post nap walk that you take when you've accidentally fall oh, yeah. asleep on the couch and you're like oh this room bed <laughs> Yeah, I take a pee and then you're like, just like fucking, you're barely the having eyes open. You're shuffling yeah. towards the fucking bed. Cause they're, you know, and I feel like that's what it would be like. And then he, then the aliens left. We're like, all right. See you later. I'm toast of an hours right there is what that is. When you do that shuffle from the, from the bathroom to your bedroom and you're like, if anything is in the way that wasn't there when I went to bed, I'm fucking hitting my foot on it. Yeah, it's so true. He's fucking screaming. Yeah, it's like before we recorded this, I fucking God spilled a huge glass of coffee everywhere. Huge couple yeah, the, uh, the the audio recording was pretty great. You're just yelling near your phone like, I fucking spilled coffee. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> like Jesus. Several great. times the aliens had told Betty that this, uh, that certain things that had been locked in her mind. She was instructed to forget them and her UFO experience until the appropriate time or the appointed you, time. But appropriate Would you time. say that all the things that they said were running through her head? All the things you said, all the things. I actually like that song. <laughs> this um, is an alien abduction. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> she consciously remembered only fractions of her strange encounter. The power failure, the color light flashing through the window, and the aliens entering her house. Betty and Devout Christian interpret these creatures as religious or um uh, angelic in nature. The subject of her UFOs were the subject of UFOs was largely unknown to her. Her education had been limited to ten years of schooling. Her basic interests include family, church, and community related activities. Not until much later in life that she thinks of her experiences as a possible UFO encounter. So, so just a like, real woman of the world there with all of her hundred experiences and grade ten education. Yeah, hundred percent. And this is uh, in the sixties. So you think of the time era, like you would get your basic education. You come in, you put on a fucking apron and you make my fucking dinner. And if you don't make my dinner, when I come home, you're going to show up the next day to work with fucking sunglasses. Oh wait, you don't even go to work at this point in fucking society. See, minus the, minus the domestic abuse thing. That's, that's all I want. That's it's just, just a man to, I'll, I'll walk around in an apron all day. It's fine. So it, I, I'll, I'll cook and clean yeah. and, and, and watch the fur babies. I don't so care. You just they need to, uh, you just need to find a rich, like 50, 60 year old dude that just wants to take care. There of are me. some, there are some fucking silver foxes out there that I would, uh, I would wait on hand and foot. I'll take care of you. Done. 
but you have to, uh, you have to live in his sex dungeon. I won't live in the sex dungeon, but I'll frequent it whenever you want. Now you'll be, uh, you'll be, um, what's your Christina Richie, Christina Richie, uh, from fucking black snake moan where they tie you to a radiator. That was, that was <laughs> not a sex dungeon thing. That was the reverse. He was trying to get her to stop being a hoe. <laughs> stop being a hoe. I'm going to fucking t- like, don't kink. Don't kink shame. Sam Jackson. You're slut shaming. Yeah. That's a fucking weird movie. So she remembers like just bits and pieces. She thinks that, of course, because what her brain would go to is you have to think, what's the most logical thing? Um, Jesus came Jesus. and visited me in the night. <laughs> it's just like your know, angels. It's space Jesus. It's, is there a regular Jesus? Space Jesus. And space Jesus. <laughs> it's fucking. So obviously she didn't know much about, you know, the idea of aliens, UFOs. She is a basic housewife bitch basic bitch housewife because that's literally what it would what she is in in this uh, time era and she was a product of her time let's not disparage who she might have been if she was in 2022 yeah crying over fucking twitter and stuff like that and making rude remarks to people that didn't get um poisonous injections (laughs) or just being a well-rounded cool human being that doesn't engage in bullshit on social media and happens to have good nuanced views on things i'm glad that i don't have twitter so anton runs the twitter for strange brew and he probably hasn't touched it in a while (laughs) i uh i actually i've I've done some things on there great i don't even want to know no you don't what have you done? Did you make it like super gay or something? <laughs> no, but I, I've definitely been liking a lot more uh, ultra leftist tweets than uh, than you would normally like. Don't do it, man. Fuck the I government. Because it, it adds it adds nuance. I was also talking mad shit to Rob Schneider. Oh, I don't like that. Yes, you do. I don't like that. Don't use my Twitter for that shit. I like Rob Schneider. Don't use my Twitter for that. You got your own. It is. It is not your Twitter, Tom, as your own admission. Yes. It is the podcast Twitter. And uh, I am one. I am one portion of the viewpoints. So what if I, I want I to have Rob little, Schneider on, he's like, I look back to my tweets and your account. Rob Schneider. <laughs> I've Rob Schneider actually runs his Twitter. I would be shocked. Yeah. I like Schneider. Fuck it. I like the hot dogs too. I think, and, I, I think Schneider is doing the same thing that a lot of washed up fucking celebrities did. And this is the only tweet that I really did send out at him and it got a fair amount of likes. So thank you people. Um, was the, uh, I love that, uh, conspiracy or celebrities when they, when they've reached that washed up level where nobody's really hiring them anymore, hit that conspiracy because then like, and I, I do believe this. I do believe that a lot of them understand the racket and don't actually believe the things that they're saying, but they do it because it's a new market and it brings them new revenue. I really do believe that. Jamie Kennedy believes what he says. Jamie Kennedy's a weird dude, and I respect Jamie Kennedy I for being Jamie a weird Kennedy. dude. Yeah, no, I, sh- I, I, I sent I, him an email to see if he could come on the show because the guy. Jamie Kennedy is doesn't seem to be you know anti anti my people doesn't seem to be anti trans doesn't seem to be anti. He just doesn't like the government and the overreach of government. Doesn't like the government, and I'm fucking cool with that. <laughs> I'm not cool with the surveillance state either, man. Come on the show. In 1975, Betty responded to the local newspaper story about the UFO researcher, Doctor J. Al. Alan Hynek. And you know who that is, right? He's the I one of the J Alan Hynek. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of the big names who was soliciting, uh, soliciting personal UFO experiences, information from the public. So he's like shooting out a fucking, um, a public forum thing to be like, essentially through a newspaper to be like, has anyone had these experiences? I don't know what he sounds like, but has anyone had these experiences? Please let, step let forward. So I, Dr. J Alan Hynek can document them. I think he's fr- is he? No, he's not French. Who's the, who's the one that's French? Uh, Jack Filet. 
Jacques Filet. Jacques Filet. Jacques Filet. Yes. Which that will be, we'll, all this stuff leads up to other things we will touch upon. Like we will, like we talk about everything and anything strange. So the fact that like we haven't touched upon aliens for probably like three months almost. In 1975, Betty responded to a local newspaper story about UFO researcher Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was soliciting, soliciting, who was soliciting personal UFO experiences uh, and the in- information inquiring about that from the public. Uh, please, anyone with any information or reports of strange encounters with extraterrestrial beings, step forward so I, the great Dr. J. Allen Hynek, he wouldn't say that about himself, yeah. we're saying that about him, it's a little editorializing for you there, folks, can document them and establish a better reasoning and understanding of this phenomenon. Have, uh, have you ever woken up after a long night not remembering anything and you... You go for a poop and it kind of falls out a a lot quicker than it usually does. And you feel like maybe you've been probed? Please contact me. (laughs) Does it seem to just flow like a waterfall and have no (laughs) actual push to it? Contact me now because you have maybe been raped by an alien. Uh, So Betty's letter contains such few data... Uh, contains Betty's <laughs> letter contains such few data, however, that it was filed and forgotten until an investigation on January 1977. Uh, the investigation team consisted of s- solar f- solar physicist? physicist 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 solar physicist. Uh, ass bitch. Yeah, it's pretty true. We don't even need the button Bringy anymore. I'm just going to say it every time. <laughs> um, an electronics engineer, an aerospace engineer, a telecommunications specialist, and a UFO investigator. Now, them some credentials. That's a lot of people that like dived into this case. So they employed the services of a professional hypnotist and medical doctor trained in psychiatry. Psychiatry during a 12 month investigation, they conducted an extensive character reference check to the lie detector test, a psychiatric interview and was, uh, and was 14 lengthy hypnotic regression sessions, regression sessions. Uh, but (laughs) say that 10 times fast. New unique New York, unique unique New York. Um, so fourteen lengthy hypnotic regression sessions. That's a lot of regression sessions under hypnosis. Betty and her daughter relived a consistent and detailed UFO experience with almost like genuine, like physiological, physiological. Uh, reactions so like they could they could gauge this stuff they were they took them through rigorous testing to prove that they were either telling the truth or lying they they proved that they absolutely believe that yes. they are telling the truth that's all that does as it proves that you believe that you're telling the truth that's why lie detector tests are fucking inadmissible in court yeah i agree the three uh there was a three volume 528 page report led to the conclusion that the witnesses were reliable and sane individuals who sincerely believed the experience they had occurred all right um we're going to play a little clip of just so you can hear betty's reaction Remember, it is it is back in the seventies. It's not the greatest quality, um, and you can't really you can kind of understand what she's saying, but it uh, shows the emotion behind her experience. Betty Andreason, 
uh, reliving under hypnosis a, um, a medical exam that, uh, well, I'm going to use the word, allegedly occurred aboard a spacecraft. Uh, I might go a, a little step ahead before we, before we play the tape. You see, the conclusion of the report has been that Betty and her daughter were both telling the truth. Something happened to them. Yes, uh, they both believe it happened to them. There's no doubt. The lie detector tests, a uh, very rigid character reference check, and a number of other things that we can go into later indicates that they're telling the truth as they know it to be. Okay, once again, Betty Andreessen, under hypnosis, reliving that medical exam. it either sounds like and they're like in court like if you hear what she's saying she's like they're shoving something into her nose and she feels it break through something is like what kind of she said that's fucking frightening to have something shoved up your fucking nose yeah. and these people okay they believe that this ex- this experience happened and then you have the idea is this actually real is it was it actually aliens or was it the government putting these secret experimentations because you know what I mean? Like I, I, I do really want to believe in aliens and other dimensions. And I do in my heart of hearts. I believe that this stuff is completely real and possible, especially when it comes to interdimensional beings, not extraterrestrials. Uh, but there's obviously the idea that the government could easily experiment on its own people claiming and using technology that we don't know that they have and then put it in using drugs and all this stuff to make them believe that they've seen something that maybe they didn't. Yeah. Just an idea. So the following are the extracted transcripts from Betty's hypnotic regression when Betty was regressed to her childhood during one of the first alien abduction experiences and her counter with the being of light she refers to as the one. Are you ready, Anton? Not Neo either. Of course. All right. This is the following uh, so what we're, we're going to go into this, and uh, Anton is going to be Betty, and I'm going to be Betty. I'm no, that's not the voice I'm using. Yeah. I'm going to be um, uh, I'm going to be the hypnotist. So we're going to go back and forth and read through this entire st- transcript of what she went through with her first uh, alien abduction. And there's lots of tapes, as we said. There's like 14 regressions that she did go through, and All it right. is hard to find other than in her own books and stuff. So. All right, Tom's going to Tom's going to put me under real quick now. He's playing the hypnotist. So, Tom, take it away. Stare at my pocket watch. Do you see my pocket watch? You stare I don't, I, at I, my I, pocket I've watch. I've never been good at being hypnotized. This isn't going <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. uh, All I know is that, like look at the pocket watch. Time <sighs> you will go to sleep. I don't know why I always go like weird forward, but you will slowly go to sleep. 
Chris Angel will steal your money from your back wallet. Your back Chris wallet. Angel will important. steal my money from my back wallet. <laughs> no, back wallet? I don't even know what that is. Your, your back b- wallet. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. Okay, let's get into this. <laughs> We're coming up to this wall of glass in a big, 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 big door. It's made out of glass. Does it have hinges? No. It is so big. And there is... I can't explain it. It is door after door after door after door. He is stopping there. The alien and telling, telling me to stop. Jesus. I'm I'm just stopping there. He, he says... Now you shall enter the door to see the one. And he says, fear not. Then Betty appears to undergo an out-of-body experience. Uh, I'm standing there, and I'm coming out of myself. There's two of me. There's two of me there. Are you looking at yourself? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, do you see the one yet? The one? No. Okay, go on. I'm coming up to the door. And the little person is saying, Now you shall enter the great door and see the glory of the one. And I'm I'm standing face to face with that door. Betty now stood before a strange door. Again, she describes it, its appearance, and her out-of-body experience. There's a big door there. And it is big, <laughs> but it is strange. It is like deeper and deeper and deeper. It's bright, really bright. I have to stand before the door. But before that, I came out of myself. I I was just standing over there and I was standing over here. There were two of me, but that one over there was stiff. She's talking about dicks during this whole time. It's big and stiff. Have you tried to talk to your other self? That won't work because I'm over here. And that one is over there. She looks exactly like you. Is she making motions to show you she is alive, like breathing and moving your arms? No. Would you say she looks like a wax museum piece or something? No, it it looks just like me. All right, uh, go on. I was told to come forward. I went in the door and it's very bright. I can't take you any further. Why? Because. What do you mean, because? I can't take you past this door. Time and time again, the hypnotist tried in different ways to induce Betty to tell him what was behind the door. All in vain. Sometimes, maybe, if you change your mind, would you tell me? I can't change my mind. It is set. What would happen to you if you did tell me? I told you, I can't tell you. I'm sorry. Okay, well, let's proceed because this is getting me nowhere. Uh, To the first thing you can tell me, fair enough? Oh. Betty's face glows with joy. What is happening now? It's, It's coming out of that door, and it was wonderful. Did the one say something exciting? I can't tell you. I'm sorry. 
Would you say the one was God? Do you do you really know what God is? I don't know. I was hoping that you had seen him and could therefore tell me. I can't tell you about that. Okay, let's proceed. What's happening now? You just came out of the room and you feel great? I, I come out of the door and there is a tall, white-haired man standing there and he's got on a long nightgown. <laughs> the next session took place on May 15, 1980. Did you find out what lay behind the great door? The hypnotist again brought Betty back in time to where she was standing before it. Where are you? Where I'm are you? I'm before this huge, great big door. It's it's glass. Layers and layers of glass. What are you standing on? Glass. Nice. Let me ask you now. You're going to see the one, right? Yeah. Why are you going to see the one? Because it is time for me. They said for me to go home to see the one. All right. In other words, does this imply that the one is someone that you have seen before? I I don't remember. Okay. Do you know why it is time to see the one? Why haven't you asked any questions? They haven't been there very often. Those little people haven't been there very much for me to ask. Yeah, but they're asking for you to do a lot of things, shall we say? I know, but I'm in their place. I can't do anything. Okay. In the moment, you're going to see the one, right? We don't want to waste the experience. We want you to get the most out of it. So when you see the one, I want you to ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? Why am I here? And what will this mean to me later on in my life? It's like any big experience a person is allowed to have, okay? I want you to progress to where the door is opened and you are seeing the one. Oh, At this moment, an indescribable smile came over Betty's face. The only objective that the investigator could think of to describe its rapturous, it is rapturous? Jesus. The expression of pure, unrestricted happiness remained on Betty's face as the hypnotist continued to question her. So she is full on, like, we're showing a picture of her, way more happy than this. She is so happy. You seem happy. Why are you happy? It's just, I just can't tell you about it. All right. I know you can't tell me, but I want you to do a few things. I want you to ask yourself, why are you being shown that which you are being shown? In other words, you weren't given this trip just for a free, free ride, so to speak. They want you to see what you are seeing. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Now that you are there, ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? Why am I here? What am I supposed to think after I leave here? Oh, it it matters not what I get from it. What do you mean? It's... words cannot explain it. It's wonderful. It's for everybody. I, I just can't tell you this. You can't? Okay, but why can't you? For one thing, it's too overwhelming. And it is... it, it is indescribable. I just can't tell you. Besides, it's just impossible for me to tell you. All right. Are you capable uh, when you are looking around to tell yourself? I see it. 
Right. That which you can see, you have a grasp of even if you don't understand it? I, I understand it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just sorry. I wish I could share it with you. To me, it, it seems like she literally um, cannot describe in our understanding of reality and what she is actually seeing to be able to even describe it to him because it's like something that her brain can't process is what I'm taking from this. It definitely seems like that. Were you told not to share it with me? It, it, it is like even if I was able to speak it, I wouldn't be able to speak it. I, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. Were you specifically told not to speak it? Partly, yeah. How was it expressed to you? I can't tell you those things. I'm sorry. At this point, I would have punched her in the face. (laughs) All right. Can we let the being speak through you? Suppose you just relax and I put my hand on your shoulder. With uh, With each number, you will go deeper and deeper. When I reach three, you will just relax and allow the being to speak through you. One, two, three. Betty began speaking in strange tongues. Okay, Betty, can you explain to me so I could understand what you have just said? <laughs> Betty begins crying. Father loves the world so very much. Yes. And so many reject him. Uh-huh. Okay. You said a lot of words. Can you explain more of what you said? They will be felt by those who believe and have faith. They will feel the love radiating from them. Okay. Well, where are you now? I am where there is light. And do you what do you see? I cannot tell you this. Okay, that's all right. Let me ask you, do you feel much love, the same love or any different degree of love now that you have before? It, it is a greater love. Okay, will I understand all of the words that the being said through you? When you allow the spirit to come upon you, and you are filled with that love. Okay, um, do you understand all the words that you have said? I understand them, but they will not come forth. Okay. Okay, I'm trying to understand. Uh, I'm not trying to ask you to divulge anything, all right? You understand them, but you can't express them? They're in my heart. More like a feeling than a concept? They're in my heart, in my mind, and in my body. Okay, could you explain this to your children? What children? During this obnoxious session, Betty was regressed to a childhood experience when she was single with no children, which is crazy that your brain can do that. Like, this is real or not. If you have children someday, the words that you spoke while they had a message in love in them, do, do, also ha- do they also have a warning? Yes. Those that do not have love have nothing. Love is the answer. Love is the law. Love under will. No, sorry, that was editorializing. Yeah, uh, love is the way. Love is the light. Love is what you make it. But the thing is, without love in our hearts, the world will be doomed forever. That's also what I said in my brain. 
Again, the hypnotist failed to incite the information and that he had sought regarding what Betty had experienced while beyond the great door, behind the great door. With endless patience, he tried yet again. They're really trying to pull this what happened after the door shit. Um, Okay. You've seen the one. Do you feel different about anything now that you did be anything? Do you feel any different than you did before? Everything is so wonderful. Is there anybody that you don't like? No. There are some people, shall we say, that aren't as nice as other people, right? No. Everybody is nice. They are just growing. That's all. If one doesn't understand another one, they are just growing. That's all. Okay, just relax. You've uh, you've been to see the one, and now everything is a little nicer, right? I understand that everything is one. What do you mean? Everything fits together. Everything is one. It's beautiful, no matter what it is. That's a weird experience. And there's tons of these regressions and we want to go through the one that she experienced when she was a kid. But this idea that it's like she can't, they can't bring out this information. It's just like the aliens blocked her mind or something. Think of the most profound psychedelic experience. And this isn't just for you, Mushroom Kingdom over there. But think of the most profound psychedelic experience that our listeners have had. And and anybody that's that's gone, that's broken through, if you will, to any any other plane of existence. Yeah. Try to just like like you 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 know you've 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 taken whatever your your psychedelics are, you've gotten the right set and setting, and you've had that epiphany that you've been looking for. Then when you come down, try explaining that epiphany to another person. Oh, 100%. And they will it's just impossible. look at you because that is not for them. That is for yeah. you. 100%. Betty's description under hypnosis of her experience of the one in the preceding page is intensely recognizable as the same type of experience reported by many experiencers, which many people have had this idea of going through this door, through this hallway, through many doors into this light, which that's the comparison that people have made to NDEs. So that's, yeah. that's the most common thing besides oh, yeah. psychedelic, but th- that's always compared as well. Yeah. As near, near the near death experiences. Um, but if but you, that's, that's always the thing that's like the most profound amongst people that have had those experiences is that it's, it's that great oneness and the, the interconnectivity and the overwhelming feeling of peace and everything like that. Yeah, but alternatively, there are flip sides to that. If we're going by like unsolved mysteries and old shit back in the day where it was people that would, you know, be like, oh, I was surrounded by demons. It's like, yeah, it sounds like you have some heavy shit on your fucking head, dude. Yeah, no, 100% because that's possible. But it happens when you do the experiences a lot. And obviously, if you are someone who is uh, religious and seeing this idea of like light and going through these doors in this white hallway, which might just be an advanced spaceship, but in your head, because you're religious, you would take it as um, some sort of spiritual experience with God or Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you see some guy in fucking robes with long hair and be like, that's definitely Jesus. Well, yeah, the the white Jesus fucking thing, you know, of course. The fu- especially in this story, it's like uh, some sort of albino Jesus. Like albino Jesus is. Because it's like, if you see your paintings, it's like these very, like, tall well, the- albino white people. Yeah, they're the Nords. The, 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 yeah. the Nordic, but... See, therein is my problem with a lot of this shit is that goes into the root races of man theory, which is yes. very problematic. 100%, which uh, will we'll come down the road. We've discussed, obviously, revisiting Crowley for a very extensive deep dive into him, but... 
did you ever hear the uh, the one interview that Zach Wild? You know who Zach Wild is, right? No, Ozzy's uh, current or more recent guitar player. Okay, okay. He uh, was at I believe some bookshop in uh, England somewhere, and he found a painting of Crowley behind the wall, and he was like, "Weird, how much? How much for that?" And they're like six dollars and sixty six cents. He's like, "Here's seven dollars. Keep the change." Um, and, and then he goes and he hangs it up in Ozzy, one of Ozzy's studios where there's like a picture of like Hendrix and a picture of like uh, Mick greats. Jagger or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then Ozzy's going around and he's just like, oh, yeah, Hendrix. He's like, we saw him play it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, oh, Mick Jagger, you know, we did this thing and it blah, blah, blah. And then he gets to the Crowley picture. He goes, who the hell's that fat cunt? <laughs> That's what he called it. And Zach's, and Zach's like, Ozzy, you. You have a song about him. <laughs> what? Oh, and he goes through this whole big thing, and Ozzy's just not figuring out. Mr. Crowley, bro. You he's, made he's his not name not Crowley, but Crowley. It's, it's not It's not connecting. It's not clicking. And he's like, that's that's Alistair Crowley. And Ozzy goes, huh, is that what he looks like? That's fucking huh. funny. <laughs> because <laughs> according, according to my brother revisiting the episodes, me and Billy did argue a bunch on the Alistair Crowley episode, which probably happened a lot back then because in the amount uh, we were drinking. Uh, but I had, Anton I'll, wants I'll to get jump into on it. to defend the old power bottom. Yeah. The great beast himself. Um, Cause I think the idea is to do a big one. We've had lots of them works because this also does relate to the whole idea that Crowley believed. And he saw what's that being uh, a, uh, lamb yeah. and uh, I was yeah, that like alien creature he saw, and then the idea of Madame Blavatsky, um, with these root races of men being a bunch of white dudes, uh, that are like Nordic <sighs> beings. So, and it relates kind of Crowley's shit. So, Crowley's shit is very problematic, and that yeah. Crowley shit is also extremely anti Semitic, and it doesn't need to be, but yeah. it is. But that's, I, to me, that is the problem with the root races of man. And uh, so much of that is just spoiled fucking rich kids, yeah. both Blavatsky and Crowley themselves, 100%. going on these worldwide tours, taking all of this ancient information and doing what all Western occultists do and going buffet style on it and just being like, I'm going to pick this, and I'm going to pick this, and I'm going to pick this. That's what and it you is. Know what? A lot of there religions are created that way. Well, that's how a lot of, yeah, newer religions and subsects of existing religions are created that way. But, you know, as a chaos magician, I saw a meme that accurately sums it up the other day, and I really loved it. And it was just a thing like, you, are you telling me that throwing dynamite at it is effective? It's like, hey, if it works. It, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to dive into. But, like, this experience is crazy. And this idea that, like, it's such in our pop culture, even the idea of people being abducted by aliens. It's in fucking movies. And... It's to her, like what she describes it as is like very same as a, almost identical to the experience that people have near death experiences and obviously other people that have been abducted by aliens. It's very basic kind of spiritual experience, which also consists of um, reports uh, throughout history by like saints. Like it's consistently reported by out of body shamanic yeah. experience, whether it be interpreted through traditional Christian or Islamic or Judaic or any of the Abraham. Yeah. faiths or it be interpreted through um you know pagan or more and more earth-based saints mystics all these people that claim to have seen the first like to see back in the day like this this experience of of seeing light and doors and and how the she transcendence she shares the same experience and then you have to like you have to think like um 
I don't like to be skeptic. I love believing in the fantastical, but you have this idea of people seeing these imagery and thinking about it, reading a book like the Bible or some sort of uh, religious book where they describe these experiences. And then I don't know, something happens and your brain breaks. And then you're like, you think that you've been abducted by aliens because these memories get brought to the forefront. And this one, I'm not saying that because the fact that her sister remembers the exact same experience of everyone being frozen in animation and then like her leaving and getting aboard a craft and which is crazy because like we were saying before you would think that in a putting people in stasis in that form you would want them to be as unconscious unconscious as possible so as to not inflict trauma on them well, that's, that's why she awoke her sister so she could be like, because she was she like when she, they, everyone wants to So that, is that the only animation. memory that her sister has is that one split second where she's removed from stasis and she's like, what the fuck? And then they put yeah. her back in and it's just that little snippet is what, what she remembers. I think she remembers more of like what happened, her sister leaving, um, uh, according to what uh, I've researched. Which is, it's, it's a strange idea, right? That like when she's panicking after this, everyone's frozen, they bring her out of it because for some reason she's the important one, which always makes me think, are they like, cause she's what, um, she's, I think she's like in her, she's married by now and, um, she must be like, I feel like she's got to be in her like twenties cause her sister is 11 which is weird. It's like, uh, they all living together under this. I try to look deeper into this stuff too. And it's just like, other than like, she has tons of books about this stuff too. It's she have a close a family. It's, it's not anything that really is like, uh, too outside of the realm of possibility, especially at that point in time, if it's the sixties, I mean, a lot of families just live together. Like you weren't yeah. putting grandma in a home at that point in time, grandma was living with you. And it was more like, like certain Asiatic cultures that just actually take care of the generations versus, you know, yeah. shuffle them off because you live in an extraordinarily insane capitalistic society where making money is your only fucking goal. Excuse me. Sorry. That was my, <laughs> but even if we, like, if we end up diving back into this, when we do a full on huge episode, about alien abductions which Aaron wants to do is just do like just go in like we did for Dahmer just do four hours on on (sighs) every random abduction but yeah I'm fucking so in for that let's go just talk right because she has tons of books I'd be interested in reading um, her books because honestly even googling her name and I'm I'm scrolling through Google it is a lot of just promoting her life it's like books tons of books about her right because all most of it says she had this crazy religious experience we'll get into a little bit more as we as we go through this but it's it's fucking strange that she experienced this when she was younger and that's yeah, just a weird fight well, and that it correlates so well with all other abduction experiences yeah. and other religious experiences that it all it follows the same rhyme scheme obviously there's there's differences and variations in that story itself yeah. but it's it's very formulaic of this is what happens when somebody has an out of body experience and it involves some sort of spiritual or extraterrestrial encounter. Well, that's what I always try to say is that like, if I, my whole thing, I've said this millions of times, right? But if I experience something, I would want someone to believe me. You know what I mean? That so when these people come out and they're credible and sane, then it's just like, well, I tend to believe them because I've had my own fucking weird ass experiences and I believe them to be completely real. So I'd want to have someone kind of, I, w- I want to do the same for somebody you else. You want the validation, of yeah. course, but at the same time, you also like, th- there is something to be said that you can't just turn off the skeptical brain. Now you should be 
you shouldn't be dismissive and you should be welcoming and accepting of people that come forward with these things and and hear them out. But obviously some people do it for attention. Some people do it because they think they're going to get famous. Some people do it because they probably think they're going to get laid. Like people have all different reasons for saying and doing things. But the other thing is too, is that the human experience and and those experiences shouldn't be discounted as outright false because like we were saying, those people believe that that happened to them. And who are we to say that it didn't? And my thing too, with you, even all her paintings and the artwork that she's done to describe her experiences is that if she's making this up, man, her imagination is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. If she's like, making it up, her imagination her is pretty solid. Hey, look, it's Dr. Zoyberg. Yeah. That's what it kind of looks like. Um, <laughs> and the other one's just picking strawberries. There's, yeah, there's some fucking... Well, that one. He picking strawberries. Yeah, this is, I would love to actually get one of her books, even just the book of her art, and just like flipping through it, because it's pretty crazy that she drew tons of stuff. So Betty does believe in God very strongly. Being a devout Christian, yet strikingly difference, uh, difference between her experience and the near-death experiences is that she was escorted to not to like dead nearby, like dead relatives or Christian spiritual figures, which, so I got something to say about this. So if you see supposedly what I've read and learned about and, and Chelsea's mom also going to psychics, um, a bunch of times in her life is that when you're dying and a lot of people experience this, Chelsea's grandfathers, uh, did of, of you start seeing people that have passed right? Your sister comes to get you. A family member usually will come to get you to bring you to the other side of the spiritual existence beyond physical vessels, right? Mm -hmm. But the idea supposedly that you see religious deities is the reptilians taking you and using you for their own, um, to exhume your energy, to take your energy from you in those moments of death, because those deities don't really, shouldn't exist the way you think they do on a spiritual level. Like, it, like if you see like Jesus coming to get you, uh, I would rather go with a family member than some archetypic person that we've been pushing our pop culture. Like, you know what I mean? Do like, you understand where I'm it going would be with this? Very, how would, I mean, like I get that in like Christians and stuff say that like when you always see the face of God, you will recognize it immediately. Yeah. Kind of like you've known it the whole time. It's Brad well, which there is something to be said for anyone that's done DMT in any even small capacities where it's like the feeling that you get is I've been here before. That's weird. My buddy's done DMT place. and he said, I was like, did you see beings and shit? And he's like, yeah. Like he said, I saw some weird beings I cannot explain. I, like I said, I've only done it twice. And the I one time I got, cl- I got close to breaking through, but I had a, I had a thought cause like I took a big old, you know, big old fucking draw of it. And I laid down on my bed and my two friends were there with me and I looked up and all I saw was like the traditional image of heaven, like, that's weird. you know, golden gate clouds. And the only feeling I felt was just this overwhelming sense of love and happiness. And I was moving up and I was going towards it and I was like, wow. And then I had the thought and I was like, I can't die right now. My friends are literally sitting right next to me and that would fuck them up. And then I like snapped back to it immediately. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've done that with even trying to astral project is that I feel my body like vibrating and like that I can do it. And like, and I get close and I've done it before. I've got like, I used to do this stuff when I was like teenager tons of trying to astral project. And cause I started reading into all this stuff, aliens and you know, <laughs> fucking UFO encounters and watching all these videos, tons, hours of videos I spent when I was 16, 17, 18, watching videos of alien abductees talking 
Um, and every time I would scare myself, I would like snap out of him, like, fuck, like, yeah, I don't want to, like, I don't, I'm scared to go that, to leave my body. So you can't, that's the thing is, I feel like you have to be willing to let go. I want to do it on mushrooms. I think that I could. chance of being like, if I leave and I don't come back, maybe that's this. Yeah. But then you always come back because I'm going to go yeah. in other positions before on, on other psychedelic experiences. And I was just like, I'm letting go. I'm, yeah. I'm severing my ties and then you just walk. And then eventually you get to the point where you're like, I'm back. I want to try doing it. I'm going to lead myself up to doing higher doses to see if I can reach some sort of uh, state of consciousness that we're only allowed to tap into if you're a monk and, and do this in your entire life, or you tap into it using like psychedelics, like magic mushrooms. And the idea, like just even this, that Paul Stamets, uh, when he found some the mushrooms, they found a bunch and to get as high as he needed to, he ate 20 grams and it was equivalent to like 10, but he sat there at 20 grams. I would be throwing up and be crazy. And the fact that I just want to do it once in my life is reach that point of like seven, eight grams, have that crazy experience and then go down back to lighter, uh, lighter amounts because i can't wait lot. for the show after that because you're gonna come out in like a button-down shirt and a tie and you're gonna be like i'm going into accounting this is the last episode ever yeah it's and so that's crazy. it that's all we'll ever hear from you ever <laughs> like, again. like your, uh, your brain will change forever so she she believes that you know obviously that it was somewhat like a near-death experience and often people see like dead relatives christian spiritual figures or any religious figures um but by small gray bug-eyed aliens is something a little different when you're like you mm-hmm. think that you're dying or or you have that weird near-death experience. Yet at the end of the first event, which occurred when she was only 13 years old, I knew that she started having experiences when she was younger. And then it just happened more often. So she was the one that they were kind of targeting. And um, these appeared figures of different types, a number of entities who were human-looking except for their... uh, for their size of shoes being about seven feet tall. They were dressed in long white robes, had pale skin and hair blonde to white. And, uh, I'm trying to think, what is the shoe thing about? Is it like, do they have massive fucking feet? Maybe it looks like this in her painting. They have pretty big feet. Maybe that's the bounce hover thing. The shoes like, or like, so they have clown feet. They're wearing fucking clown shoes everywhere. They got they're all secretly sideshow Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're a carrot top. (laughs) It's like a fucking white haired carrot top. His massive feet and his fucking, or is, or even the stranger of the two would a very tall person to have tiny little baby feet. Do you know, apparently George Carlin was a fan of carrot top. Really? I like George. Carlin. Apparently so. Apparently George Carlin was a big carrot top fan. Carrot top's a weird fucking dude. And he looks frightening. He looks frightening. Yes. I wouldn't, yeah. if I saw a guy walking down an alleyway, I would be running the other direction. In a word, they looked exactly like the Christian image of angels, except they had no wings. Betty called these beings, the elders. After the Christian term used, uh, especially in the Bible, uh, the book of revelations, um, denoting that the angelic beings surrounding the throne of God note experiencers have also reported being brought before a council of elders to have a life review, uh, similar to the, uh, weighing your heart, uh, and judgment like the Egyptians talked about. Um, yeah, if I got a brought to me, that, brought that to, only in front of all these aliens, man, I don't know, man, to me, like other than the, the moral things of, you know, don't fucking screw over your neighbor. Don't hurt somebody senselessly. Don't do this and that. Yeah. I really don't think there are too many things that are like, like I agree with Betty and that it's like people are growing. No, I agree. You know? And I, that 
everyone, but, I shout out that book of the law of one. I and Anto, I think you would like this book. It is very interesting. And they talk about this idea of that we are just here to grow and to learn from this physical I, I like, experience on the third realm. I'd like to believe that, but I also understand and recognize that, at least to my knowledge, I've never encountered a person that we would regard as true evil. Like, I've never yeah. met somebody who only exists in a predatory sense to harm somebody else. Well, the, and in the book, right, they talk about someone like a character like Hitler, a very evil, crazy, I, I do agree that Hitler was evil and psychotic and one of the worst things that ever happened to this planet. But I, like every other villain on the planet, I don't believe that he saw himself that way. He no. saw himself as a as a savior and as of a, a righteous gallant, gallant crusader. And to me, that's when the most horrific things occur in yeah, human history ego is too. when somebody believes that is when somebody believes that they are doing the, the good, <laughs> yeah. the supreme good. And, and yeah. it's like, no, you are willing to do the most horrific and evil and awful things that a person is capable of. If you think that you are on infallible, if you believe that you are infallible yeah. and your philosophy is the only one that's correct, then you are dangerous. That is a hundred percent true. And they have that idea in that book about people like him and these villains throughout history that are actually playing specific roles in our existence to teach us lessons. That's, and to me, if, if that exists and we reincarnate and there is duality in other realities uh, above us and below us or whatever you want to say in other versions of what reality is, it makes sense to me that this is all about a lesson. And then you evolve to a better, higher dimension that doesn't have things like war and poverty because you're here to learn lessons. And then, so this idea that they said that they have to take a soul like Hitler's or some of these evil people that have existed in our time. And they have to, they take longer to essentially come back and reincarnate because they have to like build them back up in the spirit world because they've their karmactic um, impact on a reality is far greater than most people's. So you kind of have to wash and cleanse that from that being. So, so they just go back into it for fresh essentially. I, I have a similar idea. It's not something that I, I would say that I believe. It's just an yeah. idea that I like to toss around in my head. And sometimes, you know, I, I, it brings me comfort to think that way is that people like that. I would like to believe are reincarnated as like, a tree yeah. that lives for hundreds of years. And yeah. the only thing you get to do is observe. Yeah. Like all you yeah. have is time to think like, I like, I don't know. It's goofy, but like, what if trees, you know, have a language that we don't understand because it's, they are so their Their longevity is so long that a single letter takes three days to come out. No, yeah. You know, like yeah. the groans of a tree in the wind and stuff like yeah. that. Like, or, you know, yeah. the, the, how some of the forests, like Paul Stamets says, like the fungus systems that interconnect everything crazy. in yeah. the rainforest and, and, and other forests and in just regular tepid forests and everything like that too. Like, that's the neuro. What if that's the neuro pathway of like that portion of the earth and, and that like, you reincarnate just, as something as an observer? I would always think like in the, what the, um, cause like the Indians believe is this idea that like you fuck up, man, you're coming back as somebody's butt plug. Like you're just, you're going to come back as like the worst thing in the world. Um, okay. Having a butt plug is to people is not the worst thing. It feels probably good for some people. Right. But this idea to be the actual butt plug inside of an anus cavity shouldn't, wouldn't be a fun existence. It's not too weird. Okay. Or a rat. You could be, you could come back as a rat and you have to live in the fucking New York city sewers. 
I feel like those rats are the happiest rats. <laughs> those rats get fucking huge. You saw Anton's face during my butt plug fucking. Yeah, because it's you come back as a a fucking synthetic. Yeah, I know. Poly doesn't make sense. Silicon molecule melted down into and everything into has wolf. everything at has least, energy. At least mine is an organic it. matter. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't mean to invalidate. Doesn't it come theory, from the earth though? Everything is made somewhat from no, the earth. most of those are synthesized from multiple things from the earth yes which is a, a shot a shadow of the true self exists yeah. in the current self i guess but <laughs> yeah i'm not poo-pooing your theory here i'm just saying <laughs> it was it may just seem a, little a weird thought well i'm really stoned thinking about this strange episode that we're doing so you're, you're no, brought was not a butt plug joke either so that poo-poo. was accidental um yeah. so, so you she gets brought before these council of elders <sighs> to review your life which i feel like like it, we kind of just discussed is that like we're here you to stole learn. that milky way in fourth yeah. grade it's like fuck off you yeah just, uh, i felt bad about it for three years afterwards well i guess you've been punished enough and then you got people in power that are like there for like months be like going through the, the list like it's like a guy comes out like some sort of little baby alien and then they pull out this big ass scroll and it just drops to the ground and fucking leads into the next room it just doesn't stop rolling <laughs> forever be like shit you have to wait for it to fully unfurl before the words will appear <laughs> great it's like three we've been here for like, three days <laughs> three my god days. you know what we're not even gonna read this just get out just get out. We're gonna put you. Will you will be a. You will be one of those tube worms at the bottom of the ocean yeah. for the next thousand years. You piece of shit. Yeah, that's yeah. Because think about even like the things that reincarnate worms. Like because energy exists, and I, this is why I believe people might think it's fucking crazy. But like that, that everything has an energy uh, towards it. Mother Earth is supposedly uh, a spiritual being, and then once you get Gaia. high, yeah, Gaia, Mother Gaia. If you get high enough on the the spiritual evolution, you can become a planet if you want to. And so, uh, according to all the crazy wacky what are you, shit a I've fucking read, Mormon. Um, no, I don't know. I would like to talk about the Mormons cause I, I know bits and pieces, but I want to dive deep into their crevices because they're a fucking strange bunch of people. Yeah. Let's go after Mormonism and Scientology all at once all at and just get time. murdered. Yeah. That, there's a lot of fun. Like the fact that Aaron is reading all the Scientology book is his books are making me kind of laugh. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's fucked, man. He's like, I didn't know how crazy it was. I was like, Oh yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. All right. And, uh, I'm sure that's going to be like, I told him, I was like, if we do this, that's like a five hour, four and a half hour episode. What was it that Jack Black said? <sighs> Dianetics Jr. Much better than Krishna. <laughs> so after some three decades of further experiences reported in a total of four books, that's why like, part of me wants to kind of dive into her books a bit, by researcher uh, Raymond Fowler. And that audio clip that we played in the beginning, that was Raymond Fowler talking about him being connected to Betty. There came a point... I feel like you could probably yeah. just figure out which one is the best, most inclusive book and read that one i I feel like a lot of them are going to repeat themselves for sure for sure um i read a review on one of her books and uh it uh it seemed like people enjoyed it so but cool there came a point when the elders seemed to be completely taken have uh, completely taken over Betty's encounters. Like first is the Greys, which that's why we have a debate: are some of them good or some of them bad? Did some of them break off from the reptilian experiment that they may have become to be an interface for us? And they, there's all these ideas that there's there's Greys that are like essentially animatronic robots that are, have the hive mind that the reptilians kind of take over, and then there's the idea that they are be, there's also beings that are taken from the the androids are like the Greys DNA kind of so are to you, speak 
Are you saying the reptilians would be the non-rebellious angels in this instance? So what do you mean? Because they, they're using something let's use else. It, let's use it as allegory because, yeah. you know, Betty believed it to be, she was a devout Christian woman. So by what you've just said, the greys would be the rebellious angels that followed yeah. Lucifer down. See, and the yeah, reptilians idea, would yeah. be the loyalist angels that stayed in heaven with the demiurge. See, that kind of makes sense though, too. But like, and I was trying to say too, also there is the idea that there is greys um, that like kind of broke off and was like, we don't want to fucking do this anymore. Um, and they kind of became their own thing. And now they're warring with the reptilians, but it kind of would make sense because I do believe if you read between the lines of the Bible, there's probably a lot of truth, but it's, it's all about, um, how they're phrasing it because people maybe didn't understand what they were being told and stuff like that. Like if you, it's, I think it's all about aliens and people don't even know. Well, that's sci-fi Gnosticism. Yeah. Like, like what we've so done, the fun. theory that we've just <laughs> described is just the theory of the Gnostics, but with a sci-fi twist added to it to make it aliens. And honestly, if you want to believe in Jesus, if you want to believe in space, Jesus, if you want to believe in anything, I'm all down for it. If it makes you if happy, it makes you a better per- fuck. Yeah. If it makes you happy, if it makes you a better person, I'm fine with it. If it makes you a shittier person, yeah. maybe fucking reevaluate your life. Yeah. Cause there's issues with like, you know, I always mention them, but the West Baptist church, I got issues with you motherfuckers, but like you, you guys are fucking nuts. Um, the earlier anti-shaking is said. Speaking of, uh, I guess Kevin Smith is making Red State 2. Oh my God, that's fucking crazy. Or so Tusk 2. If you don't know about the West Baptist Church, movies. just look it up. They protest people's funerals and, and like soldiers' funerals. If you're listening to this and, show and you don't know who the WBC is, are you... 16 like, yeah who, it's who are so you? crazy the things that they do and they like protest movies that have nothing to do with them i think they even protested uh dogma by kevin smith so they, did. Like, so they protested dogma and kevin smith joined them oh yeah i remember and that got yeah. on tv so fucking genius was saying it's blasphemous so i guess you know we're out here gonna stop that so genius like, that he did that the funniest shit uh, i remember when kevin smith was good i know the earlier events including her first experience of the one took place in mysterious locations which seemed to be underground or else or else on or near the surface of the earth, so kind of around this area. But now, as a report in the last Fowler's books, The Watchers 2, exploring UFOs and near-death experiences, the small greys came again for Betty in a saucer. For the first time, took her into outer space, where a small craft docked with a huge cylindrical mothership. This was the domain of the elders, who apparently commanded the greys in in a symbolic relationship or um, symbiotic symbiotic religion. Jesus Christ, man. So can't smoke weed on episodes. It never turns out well. Um, this symbiotic relationship. So how would you describe like a relationship like that? You would think with these elders and the grays. Well, if it's a symbiotic, then it's a one hand washes the other relationship. So the grays one hand do washes the other. I just yeah, came the, on my the, hand. Can you wash it off? the greys are carrying out certain tasks for the elders and the elders are either providing for or protecting the greys oh, or yeah. something. It's housing them, giving them food, a symbiotic would be like hippos and those birds that live on hippos. that I can't remember the word oh, for that, that makes so much sense. Like the first, uh, first or second time me and Chelsea did mushrooms, we decided to put on a nature documentary. F- f- fucking great idea. Symbiotic 
parasitic is to parasitic as hot is to cold. Like so there's and we watch is, those is when you have like a yeah. worm that's living in your guts that's eating all of their nutrients and you're oh, getting none of so it. Much sense. And a, a symbiotic would be like if you had the worms that were in Fry from that episode of Futurama, and where when you get a mortal wound, they just rebuild you and it makes you smarter. Yes, that's that's the difference. And uh, and the, we watched this Nash documentary and they had like the whale where the other fish eat the stuff off the whale. And mm-hmm. I did there's not a, like watching uh, that when I was on lampreys, but there's one that, that stays with sharks as well. And it like cleans, it like eats off the stuff that they like get, kind of stick on their body or barnacles, their, any of the floating particles that stick to it. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Exactly. Though. Nature is a fucking wild thing. And when you watch on mushrooms, it changes your life. A lot of the That's first, the best thing to do. A lot of the first mushroom trips, trips like, I ever had oh. was watching almost the f- first two or three times. me and Chelsea did mushrooms together. We just watched nature documentaries and shit. Yeah. Cause it's fun. Especially in high def where you're, like whoa like so crazy like what the fuck is happening in the world this is the earth that we live in or on will bring you to tears in certain aspects like you will weep like you just saw the face oh when they like throw things off cliffs and shit for some reason like when no i'm not talking about sad i'm talking about like when you have that profound vision where you're just like it's okay as long as this keeps going it's okay like oh, you man. just that 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 comprehension of insignificance and interconnectivity like that that zen moment where you reach it and you're like it's okay everything is but just okay. i've watched some shit where it's like the the wolves they're like falling down the cliff or like the oh, even when the goats you know the goats oh, that, climb that up. yeah the cheetah or the the snow leopard just pounces on a gazelle as or a goat as it's walking up the thing and then it tumbles down and then the, like, end, the leopard just gets up and drags it off and you're like yo what the fuck that's nature's hardcore there's a great subreddit called nature is metal and it's just the most brutal nature shit you'll ever see like if you're if you're looking for something that you're like nature is fucking yeah. brutal nature is metal and it's supposedly created by aliens that fly red and metal crafts so that's how we relate this seeded by aliens i don't think it was yes. created seeded yes i agree like birds like the the blue avian race that um good old Corey good talks about and my homie david wilcock i like the panspermia concept um which is sperm you come into like a frying pan and cook it dead civilizations uh birth new civilizations yeah so like you send your, your planet is dying and you send out like a comet or something that has oh. a bunch of spores on it that you send it to a new planet that can seed life or it can hold life, but it doesn't have life yet. So you're like, maybe if we send all this shit like over here, idea. new life will spring. That's a cool concept. It's hmm. not mine. That's fucking, that's old as fuck. Yeah. Uh, in the next Del Toro episode you see in the, uh, that's interesting. We'll talk about it. Um, oh, and the one where the thing fell, the, the guys like, um, the meteorite crashes to the ground. That episode's fucked too. And like for the people who haven't checked it out, watch it. It's all these different little series and coming from Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. You, fuck, if you don't like it. Then. Look you. No. And, and uh, that the idea, then the thing, the alien attaches like inside the person's being. Like, oh, like, shut up. Don't, oh, don't fucking say anything about any of the so episodes. You're going to spoil scary. it for people. But I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not even going to mention it. And that one's fantastic it's so scary that idea chelsea was like oh and i was like yeah it's fucking like this and, and i was like that's how aliens could exist that's, uh, this one it's this story yeah color, color of, space. of space also didn't it's similar uh, same similar thing with uh it. the uh the 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 one man show version of color out of space is meteor shit from creep show i have to rewatch color of space without chelsea because i watched it, i was like you know Juan and anton love this shit and then i went into it and i was like this is a a weird film <laughs> like i don't know if it's nicholas cage or the way like i don't know what it is maybe Chelsea's this- programmed me Reread the story, the Colorado space. Honestly, like the more I watch it, the more I love it. But I'm also like, 
I wonder what this would be like without Nicolas Cage. There's there. I, I have like all these Lovecraft books I want to get into. I have a huge, massive, like, short stories. Th- It'll take you book. an hour at the most to read Colorado space. Just get it. Thick ass, it. I have a thick ass book about Crowley. There's a lot of stuff coming that I want to obviously just really prep myself up for and read into. Cause there's a lot of fun combos coming on this podcast. So when, so they, they, they have this, uh, like symbiotic relationship with the grays. So obviously we did like how they kind of like, they either like feed them or house them or help them in, in some sort of way. And then they kind of do something for them, uh, which is a lot of like what we do in this society with people. So I think that's a, a fair statement to say, you know, if, you, if someone's doing something for you, you always do something for them. You know, is that the uh, one hand washes the other? But yeah. you made a joke about jizzing in a hand and <laughs> rubbing them together. This journey climaxed for Betty in, a, oh, in, a, in another ecstatic experience of one of uh, of the one. Through this time, the events leading up to it were very different. Betty asked why she was here with the elders, and they said, "Do you remember your blessing?" She did not know what they were talking about. In response, they used a machine to show her a scene from her earlier life. It was a church service, and this is what happened. Betty stood up and gave testimony and pledged to use her talents for the glory of God. This is probably not unusual for this type of service, but then the minister suddenly began speaking in tongues. Actually, I can't even do it. So speaking, truly speaking in tongues... Actual, like, according to if you, if you talk to biblical scholars, what speaking in tongues yeah. actually is, is the ability to speak a language that you've never like Latin taken or something more exorcism, anything, anything that is beyond your knowledge. So, like, if you or I just started speaking Swahili out of yeah. nowhere and could didn't even know we were doing it, we were just speaking and our message went out and translated to all the other ears, that is speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues of what most American religious people talk about is just having a seizure on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Going, <laughs> that shit like, is that fucking, fucking crazy, dude. No, and I know Billy wants to do a full deep dive eventually, even for the Patreon, to like a, a Stranger Danger episode about religion. And it the the idea of like when you see those like pastors are like, ah, it's like they push all the crowds, everyone falls over because the spirit of God, you will now fear Jesus, feel Jesus. And it's just like, crazy and it's nuts that people but like the really like they have they believe i know anton's jerking himself off or something on the screen uh i'm making the jerk off motion but i spit in my hand when i did it (laughs) but you know like those videos are crazy and i like and i do believe that it's just the power of suggestion and them like the energy of the room so much how people freak out when they go see a baseball or fucking football game so some people, yes, but all of the miracles and the healing people, yeah. those are fucking plants in the audience. Oh, hundred percent. Like, uh, didn't Jim Jones do it where it was like a, a pig's thing and he pretend to rip the cancer out of them. Something stupid like that. There've been a lot. That's of also like, we, like, Oh, I'm yeah. pulling tumors out. It's like, no, you just not. wait because now that we've understood that, what, how we want to do certain episodes, kind of like how we did Dahmer, this idea of talking about it in a big contextual Dahmer was well received. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Like a whole thing. You know what I mean? Like just really deep diving into all of our thoughts, especially when there's all three or four of us on Jim Jones is also a crazy thing. One, cause we bring up like religion, this idea that you can persuade people to believe crazy things because what? you're, 
have a guest very, that's like very well versed yeah. in, in the Jim Jones shit that wants to join us for that one too. So it's fucking nuts, man. So and she pledged into like all oh, my service, but I get the idea of service to others and not service to self. That's what the law the law of one talks about, and that is a good place to to live in. Even if you're not religious, this idea to make sure that you're serving other people and being there for others more than what you would like think about others more than you would think about yourself. I know that's hard in the egotistical, narcissistic world that we live in, but I try to do those things. I think a lot of it is coming around more and more. I, I think yeah. people do still have this sense of self and community. And I think honestly, the pandemic and everything kind of helped that in a lot of ways. And also people- did way worse. They did. Yes. But I think a lot of people that wouldn't normally have been people that went to go through the, uh, you know, the long, dark, dark night of the soul. I think a lot of people had to confront a lot of shit when they were locked in their homes. People getting beat by their boyfriends never knew they could beat them and stuff like that. Not even I'm not even just talking superficially that I'm talking more on a a more spiritual level. You fuck. Yeah, I know. It's funny because in like five years, we'll talk about how crazy COVID was. And it's like people just getting, you know, because a lot of relationships like flipped on their head being stuck in your house. People got like murdered each other during the lockdown. The murder part's fucked up, but the people, the relationships ending, what if that just saved people a couple years of trouble? I agree. What if if that expedited certain things that were already going to come to a boiling point later, but because it came to a boiling point earlier, it didn't have enough fuel for the fire to turn it into a tragedy, so it didn't. But there are also obviously a lot of fucking fires that burned too hot and and ended in horrible Well, and then you have the idea, right, that like this idea of what Betty was supposed to be shown is that, um, you know, you're here to learn lessons, and sometimes a lot of these like, like, how do you know if you're ascending? How do you know if you're awakening type of like like videos or posts mm-hmm. it's always like you like cut off relationships that are to like toxic to you you're feeling more tired you're feeling more connected to the earth and they give you like a list of things that anyone could feel but like it, it does kind of somewhat make sense to an extent that like as you're learning and your spiritual growth if you're if your spiritual growth and your, or even in general, just becoming a better person and, and wanting to be more loving and caring and you have someone with you or someone attached to you or someone you're friends with that doesn't also share that. And they're a toxic person that loves to drink and belittle people. You tend to just go away from those relationships. Are you attacking me right now? No, no. I was just making the idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're fucking, what are we bickering now? Um, I like to drink and belittle people. What do you know? <laughs> Billy does. So, and me and Billy have had plenty of arguments, uh, on and off the show about like, because we're different and we've always stayed friends. Um, but this idea that, yeah, you can grow apart from people that happens all the time. That's why divorce no, that's is absolutely happening. a fucking thing because yeah. you can go to a different direction than somebody else goes. And that's, they say something like statistically, like every seven years you generally shed Five, like a layer, a five layer to seven skin. years, your entire life is different. Like mm-hmm. five, every five years, you're in a totally different spot than you thought you'd be five years ago. So as she, the, the minister starts speaking in tongues, and uh, which is strange, his wife jumped up and ran to the aisle to Betty and put her hands on Betty's head. <laughs> Fucking weird. And began speaking in tongues herself. It's like she runs over, Betty, 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 here. <laughs> Fucking starts start speaking in tongues and shit. Then the minister interrupted his wife's tongues and it was a message for Betty. You have given all that you have. Thou shall be blessed above women. What does that mean, bro? Mary. He basically just called her Mary. Thou shall be blessed above all women. Yeah, that's what was said to Mary. Weird. Mighty angel. See, 
I read or the, something. I was in church, that. so I was six, and then my they were saying some really homophobic shit, and my mom took us yeah, out of church. I had to deal with it, and I was in church until I was seven fucking teen. My brother used to sit up and li- like watch like the sermon stuff, like, and I was always in Sunday school. I'm like, I ain't watching this boring ass fucking weirdo in his robe telling me how to fucking live. Even at that age, I was like, this is weird. There's something like I don't like about this, and I don't care if people are religious and go to church if it does make you a better person. It just wasn't my thing. Don't drag your fucking kids with you when they don't want to go anymore. Yeah, but it's like not doing yeah. them any good. And in actuality, you know what? Yeah, maybe do because they will end up absolutely hating your fucking religion. Yeah, that fap. Anton's got big beef with religion. I have major beef <laughs> with beef. most with most religion. I have no problem with people's indiv- individualistic faith, provided it makes them a better person. Yeah. But as far as organized religion and uh, the bigotry that comes with most American Christianity, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Nobody wants you here anymore. Go home. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. Uh, <laughs> this uh, was evidently the scene as Betty remembered it from when she was younger. But now in the strange replay on the mothership, she noticed some diff- uh, some differences. Some of the people had light around them, these including Betty and the minister and his wife, and the two elders were present in the room, unseen by the congregation. One of the elders stood behind the minister and put his hands on the man's shoulders, and this is when he began speaking in tongues. (laughs) Then the elder whispered in the ear of the minister's wife, and this is when she jumped and administered the blessing to Betty. Evidently, the whole scenario scenario had been orchestrated by the elders. After being shown this scene from the past, Betty witnessed live what clearly seemed to have been an act of ritual magic performed by the elders. Three of them stepped into the circle drawn on the floor, subdivided by straight lines into six equal parts. That's fucking weird. They touched their hands together and then they concentrated as beams of light came out of their foreheads and formed a triangle at the length of the center of this triangle, then appeared in a ring of light and floated into the air. This is intense. Like imagine th- like you didn't know this is in your head and then it gets brought out by like some sort of like hypnotherapy geometric patterns that occur in a lot of psychedelic experiences. I see crazy like, shit, dude. Like I, when we were outside and I looked in the stars when I was on like two and a half, three grams of mushrooms watching movies, it looks crazy. Like it's just like everything seems like to connect in these. It's fucking weird, dude. I've talked about before that time that I, I dropped acid for the first time in a hot minute and I had been drawing like I'd been learning to draw sacred geometry symbols yeah. previously, like the egg of life, the, you know, the, the, the web of life and everything like that. And uh, when the trip peaked, I started seeing those patterns everywhere. Like, and it would zoom into like a cellular level and then zoom back out. And it was like, you know, again, it's set and setting. So yeah, did you see the number 21 I, I, everywhere? No, it's the number 23, 23. God damn it. That was fucking Christ. My, my, it's funny. I went and saw just the very short banters. Me and my cousin went and saw that. And then he was like doing the whole number 23 thing. He's like, if you add this up and he's like, well, as we're going on the movie theater, he was like looking at something. It's all 23, like making a joke. And I was like, see, to me, that movie is proof that Jim Carrey is actually a discordian. Oh yeah, I know. Because 23 is the sacred number of Discordia. Two and three is five. The law of fives. Honestly, it could be. I like Jim Carrey. I don't give a fuck what people think. So... And all these beams are forming, which is fucking crazy. So three more elders... Three more elders stepped in the circle. And they began chanting. Oh! Oh! 
Oh, three That's more beans. Not chanting. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. 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 Yeah, it's like, like, what? Three more beams of light appeared, forming a perfect hexagram. A large circle of light formed around their heads of the elders. Then this light ring moved upwards, shrank to the size as uh, size as the ring in the center, then floated down into the interconnected and interconnected with it, forming a revolving spherical object, spherical object, spherical object, which finally condensed into a beach ball size orb of lavender purple light. This was then taken and placed in four prong stand, which had obviously been designed specifically to hold such spheres. <laughs> fucking get weird. Spheres for fears. Spheres for fears. Uh, the term elders is Betty's name for these beings. When on early occasions she asked them who they were, they answered, they are the ambassadors of Ao, masters of the rings, circles, and orbs. <laughs> Now, after witnessing the creation of the magical orb, Betty asked an elder, who is O? He replied that O is an internal, external, internal, external, and eternal presence. Internal, external, and eternal presence. So it's Valis? It's Valis. Uh, Let me look up the exact... Uh, the exact term for Valis, but Valis is that beam of light that went into um, uh, vast, vast active living intelligence system. Uh, Philip K. Dick's Gnostic vision of God, essentially the be- the beam of pink light that went into his head and told yeah. him that his son had an, a tumor in his brain. I got to get into uh, Philip PKD. Yeah. Yeah. It seems fun. Um, I only know bits and pieces about the man, but it seems fun. Um, start with shit like a scanner darkly or, Oh, I've um, seen that movie. Read the book. The movie's good, but the book's a little, my better. buddy, it's, it's funny. We always get brought up to mushrooms. My buddies chew like a, the first time they did mushrooms. Uh, I wasn't there, but they were like, Oh, we're going to do it. We're like 14, 15. They chewed a gram and a half and watched scanner darkly. <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's, let's eat. This movie looks visually awesome. Yeah. Which, okay. Here's a, here's a secret. Don't okay. watch a movie. For people that are like, this movie looks visually awesome. It is when you're not tripping. When you're tripping, you tend to focus on the storyline other than when you're peaking. And yeah. that storyline is one about addiction, relapse, and depression. And the fact that, you know, the system basically feeds itself. There is movies that you could definitely watch. One thing I do want to do is I really do want to listen to Pink Floyd The Walls while watching The Wall. I mean, not The Walls. Uh, That's... Uh, the most fucking depressing thing you can possibly while do. watching Wall is a horribly horribly depressing story i want to do well i want to sync it up supposedly really syncs up to Al, uh, alice in wonderland and i think that sounds fun the wall syncs up to alice in wonderland yeah, i've never heard that i know that dark side of the moon syncs up with wizard of oz i've done that the next thing hap- that happened to betty is betty's extreme uh that betty's extreme extreme startlement i don't know what that means the next thing that happened to betty to Betty's extreme startlement was that the elders included an out-of-body experience in her. 
This is similar to what happened to her experience at age 13. Before she entered the great door and saw the one now on the mothership, as soon as she emerged into her subtle body, one of the elders handed her the orb of purple light. Another led her through a portal made of rippling waves of energy. On the other side of the portal, Betty and the elders seemed to be on earth in a, in a woods, in woods at night. Some hobos were sleeping on the ground. <laughs> It's like, this is a strange story. One of them awakened and approached the two visitors. He glowed with light. The elders wore little rings on their fingers, and he allowed the hobo to take one. It's just like, this guy's like, what is happening? Whoa, man, did I fucking take way too much heroin? It's just like you walk over, it's like, here, take this ring of light from my finger. Hobo, and then he has to, he sucks on his finger and fucking pulls the ring off that way. That's fun. So the they they gave one of the ho- they allowed the hobo to take uh, some of them to, uh, and then turn them into a single tiny ball of light, which the man kept. So they gave all these rings to this fucking homeless dude, turned it into a ball of light, and then was like, here. I think you'll know what to do with this. It's just like, okay. You think he, he, he was okay and then like turned his life around or he sold it for crack? He definitely sold it to crack for no, like, he got no, the most I, money ever. He wasn't even actually a hobo. He was just a, a, an eldritch being disguised as a hobo and that beam of light took him home. Yeah. That's what I believe. Or he, yeah, or he uh, sold the ball of light to uh, a person who listens to EDM music, and then he only sold it for five bucks, but then the kids sold it for thousands of dollars to Elon Musk, <laughs> and that's why we have electric cars now. <laughs> Just fucking kidding. Uh, meanwhile, the larger orb in Betty's hand changed colors. And uh, momentarily, uh, momentarily, just kept like a change, change colors. Evidently, in in resonance with this transaction, every every once in a while, Betty's attention was drawn into the ball. All the stuff's happening. They're staying there in a forest with some fucking homeless dudes. This homeless dude takes a ball. She has a ball in her hands, and then it changes colors. And then, oh, she said, "It's just so beautiful. Something in it keeps moving." That's not how Betty sounded earlier, but on the other side of the portal, Betty and the elders seem to be on earth in fucking goddamn in the woods. Now the elder touched Betty's shoulder and there was a little explosion of white light. And then they were in a different place, a hospital room where a very old man lay in bed with a nurse keeping him, uh, keeping vigil beside him. And, and then there was more two small entities, which seemed to be made of darkness where the, where we're tugging at the man. That's frightening. So mm-hmm. there's all these seems like different beings, wherever she's seeing, wherever she's being taken to view and see is this idea of a, a nurse is kind of beside him as he's dying. And then two entities are tugging at him, but she can see him, but obviously the nurse can't um, as they're trying to pull his soul out of his body. This was Betty's impression. Sounds like what I experienced with my shadow people at fucking for not seeing that that shit was frightening. Uh, but there was also a presence of light, a light being this type of entity Betty had encountered before in her experiences. It had no visible human features, but appeared as a bodily form made of white light. The being was tugging at the dying man. It was clearly a battle for his soul. These of these opposing entities, the elders resolved the conflict. He threw two tiny balls of light at the black entities and they flew away. That's weird, eh? 
Is that yeah. like this is a when I said I when I was reading up on this stuff, one of the strangest uh, alien abductions. Full uh, on like encounter and battle between light and dark entities. It it's seems crazy. like crazy, and then they yeah. were showing her like probably like hey. Once in a while, we got to do this for the people that deserve it. Some people, like some of your government officials, will probably be taken away by the dark entities, but we're going to throw balls of light at the people that we think are worthy. <laughs> it's just like, because they can't save fucking all the bad people. It's like, uh, you got to, you know what I mean? If, if there's some, there are no bad people. There right. are people growing and learning. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's probably, probably correct. And like I said, you need these people, uh, these darker these people that essentially fuck with our um, being and our planet and these people for learning lessons, you need the dark to influence the light to bring the light forward. Every story needs antagonists and protagonists and every year needs a yang. But I just, you know, wish we could maybe stop fucking. Yeah. (sighs) A lot of things. Sorry. Another (laughs) thing just happened when we were recording this. So yeah. Um, Somebody else shot up uh, a gay club, right? Yeah, Q in Colorado out. Springs, and it's just it's like it, it's just like it, a lot of times I think like you know they're talking about like how the other aliens can't influence us and uh, help an evolving race of beings, right? They they they're not supposed to. It's like in Star Trek, but then you got the idea where there's too much yin darkness, not enough yang light. You could say, and. And then you have, uh, and then it's just like uh, people believe that the reptilians and dark energies are influencing our planet while the other aliens are like, we can't intervene. Um, shit out of luck because these reptilians are seem very strong. And uh, this, this is like, they love humans. So that's my interpretation of it. This is a strange one, but I believe that they're influencing our reality more than the good entities are. That's what I take from what I've seen on this planet. I don't know what Anton thinks, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't really have conclusions that I've come to about things like that. I have ideas that maybe we're going through uh, a bad period of change with the fall of any empire, you know, comes very dark, very confusing times, but also periods of great growth. Or, I mean, we certainly have the technological capacity to just wipe the planet. That's true. And then leave mother and nature alone. Who know? Well, I'm. She can regrow. This idea that like yeah, she can regrow. But here's the fucking problem: yeah. is that we have enough nuclear reactors and facilities that if yeah. they are not maintained, they will melt down. So if humans disappear, that shit is going to melt down. We okay. have things set up that without human intervention will absolutely. Well, and I'm sure yeah. the Earth can probably regrow and resustain itself, and life will. Uh. Uh. Uh, find a way, but <laughs> there's also the possibility that it just dies. No, and I, I agree. But the, uh, what I all the stuff that I read, look into this is idea that like um, that even with the stuff like the the you know the viruses and global warming and and everything, it's just like I the, think viruses and global warming are something that the planet would have a chance to fix itself from. What I think is that humans aren't necessarily a part of that fixing plan. No, they keep fucking with it and shooting shit into the ionosphere and using harp technology. But right, this idea that sh- if, if we we are a virus, I'm mother earth's body a mother gaia and if she wanted to get rid of us she has the defense mechanisms to essentially take us out of the picture if it gets bad enough according to the stuff that i've read (laughs) viruses have their place in nature as well i mean destruction is just as much a part of life as creation is so 
And who knows if they're creating laboratories, which seems like they were, and they keep creating worse well, ones. Some to of them be like, What happened? Were. It's just like that. What's, what's that one in Chicago? It's like let's make this the most deadliest virus possible. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, let's do that. They fucking put all this money towards it. <laughs> it's like. So it's probably that same weird. theory where it's like, well, if we're not doing it. Somebody else is going to do it. It's like, it's like <laughs> that's such a stupid. Do you have to be the person that does it? Because I know. So please don't. So and so all these like these the beings flew away. Then the elders and Betty were next transported to the woods again. They seem like they're showing her all this weird stuff, and she can only remember these portions of it. It feels like where a small saucer and two greys awaited them. Then they went on board and evidently flew up into the sky. Betty asked where they were going, and the elders replied they were going to see the one betty had given the purple orb to one of the greys she was very reluctant and sorrowful to give it up the craft came to a stop and they emerged into a place filled with bright light above them was the great door which was the source of light the elder touched one of the greys on the shoulder and spoke to him and then came along the elders of uh, and betty as they walked towards the light they walked turned into a run so they're just like walking and then it slowly like starts getting fucking faster for some reason as as they move swiftly into the pure radiation betty was overwhelmed with ecstasy of the one and what and what she experienced the the hypnosis the hypnotist on the couch and several people in attendance were all profoundly moved by the visual effects of her transformation so as maybe she's going through this and regressing this she's crying and bawling her eyes out and they're moved by her experience and what she thinks that she's experiencing in her head or memories know what i mean Mm-hmm. Betty and the elder and the gray all turned into light beings as they went into the one. Each one was a different hue. The elder's light body were pure white. The gray alien was light blue and Betty was golden. But Betty said, oh, oh, there is such love. Oh, there is such <laughs> peace. I'm just engulfed in light and blending into that light. Oh, oh, this is everything. 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 I... I cannot explain the wonder and beauty and the love and peace. Uh, and then came a heartbroken cry as Betty realized that she would have to leave this beautific, beautific state of oneness. Oh, I'm going to have to go back. I have to, I have to go back for others so that they too will see, they will understand and know. And Betty and the elder and the gray, emerged back out of the light, turning back into their normal forms in the process. The elder gave three of tiny, gave three of tiny ball lights to Betty. And then she was escorted into the saucer, taken home by the greys. She found her physical body sitting up in, on the side of her bed next to her sleeping husband and re-entered it. Then the experience had ended and her oh, great. I'm back here with captain stinky farts. Yeah. Fucking. And her, uh, husband also, seems like a, a weird person, Bob, uh, because Bob seems like had her, his own experience because essentially she was like, had this experience happen. It was wiped from her memory. The general consensus of the investigation was both Betty and her daughter, Becky sincerely believed themselves to be abducted by aliens. As for what the other family members believed her father had since passed on and her ex-husband 
has disappeared and her two sons have died in an automobile accident. Remaining family members who were part of the incident are apparently vague on the subject. It's crazy that she had these beautiful uh, religious experiences to her UFO encounter. And then like her husband, her ex-husband disappears, which is fucking weird. He's like, uh, like fucking leaves. Um, and then her two sons died in a car accident is fucking extremely sad. Yes. Like it's horrible. That's fucking crazy. Like after all these crazy experiences he had, cause Betty traveled a lot of the country attending a new, uh, numerous TV interviews and radio shows and lectures, uh, lectures about UFO experience. She and her husband, Bob Luca had been unsettled for many years until 1995 when they moved to Virginia, they lived in Virginia for five years and then moved to Florida. And, um, See, I'm, I pulled up something else that I said, like said her because Betty then remarried Bob, um, which is crazy. So her husband disappeared, left her, but I thought like, you're crazy, bitch. And then she ends up uh, marrying Bob, who was also a purported abductee. So she found uh, someone just like her. There's someone out there for everybody. I hope. Yeah. It's this whole story is quite uh, crazy. Um, because Betty has memories of an alien abduction of her own, some which occurred before and some occurred after her mother's alleged abduction in 1967. So it's crazy because Becky also has her memories too of supposedly her daughter also has memories of being abducted. And then you have to think about, is it the bloodline? You know what I mean? Like, is it something connected to this family? It's entirely possible. You know what I mean? That like they've maybe experienced this through generations of people. Um, there, could well, be there, there is of that there is that theory that like certain abductees and stuff, it is a generational thing. Like they're genetically predisposed, but that gives credence to like the uh, the hybrids, you know, theory and things along those lines. Yeah, and some of the art is crazy. Of like, there's one where it says Betty has her shoe replaced to uh, insulate her from her environment from the watchers too. That's why it, there, this could probably go on a lot longer, and there's probably so much more detail into her books. But I just wanted to like the, to me, we've talked about the Betty and Barty Hill like case, but this is I would say a very strange one to say the least. It's a lot That's different a than. Yeah, it's a lot different I love, than I I practiced while I was sitting here watching movies last night. I, <laughs> I practiced my Betty voice. And it's somewhere in a combination between Jennifer Coolidge yeah. and just a very soft voice. I like this and I thought this was very interesting. And obviously if there's stuff that we haven't covered, who knows? We might it might come back to it if I find any more information when we choose to do our very long episode about just alien abductions as a whole. Cause Aaron seems to really want to get into that. And we've seen what it can become of these conversations when we dive deep into them on a kind of free formed um presentation i guess you could say of these episodes uh because there are so many crazy alien abduction cases that we'll dive deeper into that will get mentioned down the line but um this one i didn't really hear as often as other ones like ones when i was younger and i was researching this stuff this is a one that i didn't know too much about i honestly had only ever heard the name i'd never looked into this case so no. thank you yeah, it, it was something very interesting. I, I'm glad that we dive back into aliens because uh, 
there's a crazy, there's crazier stuff coming. And we know we hope that you guys really do enjoy uh, what we're trying to do over at strange brew as we develop this brand and the host head productions and our connections now with Aaron and, and stuff like that. And Billy will be back. Um, there's Billy's been fairly busy and stuff like that too. So there's stuff coming up for a lot of different episodes and, uh, we're usually trying not to spoil it because we kind of want to make these episodes timeless, but there's stuff coming, uh, for, for Christmas, for the, for winter, for a lot of stuff. It's coming so hard. Yeah. Um, I don't want to ever get the snow that Anton got. So it sounds not fun. That was stupid. I gotta go watch the game and then hopefully get my friends to help me shovel out. I don't even like shoveling, man. Ugh, I, I hate, hate shoveling. I don't want any of that. Do not bring that fucking over the border. We don't. This want might it. be the last episode for Anton because he'll have a heart attack and stroke out while shoveling. Yeah, you're gonna get one of those like metal shovels, the one that that old scary guy had on. Um, no, it's plastic. It's it's shitty. Oh, and Home Alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was fairly fun, and like we just wanted to kind of dive into this case. There's a lot to this um, case. She has tons of books out there. She died this year. Um, so I might dive into some of her books and then we'll, we can talk about it in greater detail on like a, a different alien abduction episode when we do our, our free form one. But I wanted to give you this one because there's a lot of stuff coming. We're going to dive back into conspiracy soon. It's just wait for it because it's going to get strange. Let's go Jesus. All right. Um, you know where to find us, uh, Anton. Uh, you know, Stranger Podcast. Uh, join the Instagram. Give us a five-star review. That is the best thing you can do. That's for free. Um, people are starting to join the Patreon more and more and stuff like that. So that's patreon.com slash Podcast. There's tons of extra content on there. There's tons of stuff coming. We have tons of stuff in talks in the plans. I have a list of Patreon episodes to do. There is like a ton of shit we're never going to run out. We have ideas galore. Laundry no, list of episodes. Brew on Twitter. Hit us up. No, we're also taking you know, ideas and shit. Yeah, you can also um, email us at you know, strangerpodcast at gmail.com. Stuff like that. Don't forget House of Trash yes. for all your fun, fun movie and film needs. Uh, go check out Invader Daggett on Twitch, fuckers. Yeah, go, go watch Anton play games as a potato. Because that's what mm-hmm. he does. Or a banana. I do love being a potato and uh, exciting new stuff coming to the stream very soon. Awesome. This will be exciting. Obviously, watch out for stuff on First Class Horror um, because we have a lot of talks for some really fun episodes for his show, our show. There's a lot of stuff in the works, so be excited. And, um, you know, if you have any alien abduction experiences at all, anybody out there that ends up hearing this, listening to this, you can send us an email. I would, I would read it out. I will talk about it. But, um, if there's anyone out there that has any sort of experiences with the paranormal, you like alien abductions, UFO stories, um, send, write us, uh, post even on the host heads page on Facebook. Cause, uh, I would like to hear it. All right. And remember guard your butthole during I'm abduction. Whoa. <laughs> Stay strange. <laughs> Bye bye. Jedi. Rebels. Let it all die. He's so good. No, no, you're still holding on! Take your board the mothership, hey, we'll destroy the government, lace the coke with other shit, face the void of lovelessness, fix the void the gutter kids, take your voice in, hush your bitch, clergy rape the void, nothing as corrupt as this, make a choice, do something, fuck the shit, enough of this, are you confused or something, dumb bitch, shut that lip, if you're lost, you lose nothing, you can't touch this, but trust in people, is zero, looks like you need a hero, shouldn't believe everything you hear with the ears though. It might be false, it's clearly dead when you can't find a pulse And I can't find my mind at all 
man's decided climb and fall and never push me against the wall. You pussies aren't even mad at all. Faultless, hard said it all gets godless. Call quits, not this faultless. When I rock this, gods give hostages. What a product is apocalypse, monstrous. When the info gets released, the Nazi regime increases as Donnie's in his supreme seat of Congress. Now let's talk about godless nature of the beast. Nations at the knees in defeat. Creations of unbelief. Feast on your meat. Repeat after me. Satan made us free. We need faith. Faith in ourselves. Escaping out the hell. Power dwells inside yourselves. Meditate and achieve that. And maybe when you get reincarnated, you won't be back. Starships went for me. I'll lead the attack of your phony faith. You won't make it until the golden gates. Stop holding on. Control your hate. Sing to your own song. It's a lonely place. Bring the war on. No escape from the spiritual battle. The wise etherical owl. And I'll die before I appear as a coward. What you say, you think it matters? It doesn't. Wasn't I the master of nothing? Made of something? Everything Let the past die Kill it If you have to That's the only way to become what you were meant to be